1: Hey, everybody, tonight we're debating Kyle Rittenhouse, guilty or innocent, and we are starting right now with Brenton's opening statement. Thanks so much for being with us again, Brenton. The floor is all yours. Thanks, James. Over the past few weeks,
2: the Kyle Rittenhouse case has dominated the perpetually churning, fetid waters of the culture war, which our mass media has gleefully whipped into the beginnings of a rot filled hurricane for clout clicks and profit, playing a constant Pied Piper dirge that, in my opinion, will ultimately lead everyone marching to their tune on a path straight into the bowels of hell. I am not that old, but thinking back only a decade or two, it's almost quaint that the war which the American left and right were most intent on waging on each other was the war on Christmas, which for the record cannot and should not end until Christmas withdraws its troops and forever ends its illegal and immoral occupation of the sovereign month of November but I digress. What are we talking about when we ask if Rittenhouse's acquittal on all five counts was correct? Three counts of homicide and two counts of recklessly endangering safety. His acquittal on the last of which seems utterly baffling to me because uh, uh, being that Rittenhouse's AR-15 was loaded with a clip of 30 rounds with a full metal jacket. So fun fact about me, in college, I had a roommate who owned an AK-47. During a paranoid fugue state, he wound up firing off two shots of very similar ammo inside the tiny campus apartment we shared. The bullets went through our door, across the quad, through the wall of the Chinese foreign exchange students in the other building, through their living room, out their kitchen window, and buried themselves in the brick of the building, two buildings down from us. Miraculously, no one was hurt, and no one called the police. My point in bringing it up is that I know viscerally just how stupid and negligent it is to bring a weapon like that loaded with that particular ammo to a protest with crowds, ostensibly for personal protection. It is an absolute goddamn miracle that no bystanders were killed. But that aside, again, I repeat, what are we talking about? If we're talking legally, this was a a jury trial, and by definition in our system, any decision by that jury was the correct one. So I'm not going to argue with that. Nor am I going to complain about the judge. Was he unreasonably deferent towards Rittenhouse? Absolutely. But that doesn't surprise me in the slightest. The state has extreme difficulty bringing its violence to bear against reactionaries like Rittenhouse because ultimately the state's primary function is to secure and defend valuable property. Or as noted by commie soy boy beta cuck Adam Smith, and as he put it in Wealth of Nations, Civil government, so far as it is instituted for the security of property, is in reality instituted for the defense of the rich against the poor, or of those who have some property against those who have none at all. And Rittenhouse didn't damage property. He killed people. And the state, which is to say the social institutions of the military, the police, and its systems of prisons, along with the corresponding legal apparatus of which the judges an extension doesn't really care about people, except as a means to an end in its quest to protect property. So it was absolutely ridiculous to expect anything else from a judge, but deference towards a boy who took it upon himself to volunteer for the state's duties. As I have said before, the purpose of the state is not to keep the peace. Rather, peace is kept in order to keep the property. So this debate is not and should not be about the legal outcome of the case, as this has already been decided. Rather, we should be talking about it as if this outcome was desirable. And I can tell you categorically that if you are the sort of person who values law, order, and social cohesion, if you are the type of person who is intensely disturbed by violence in our streets, if you hold our traditions of individualism and liberty as sacrosanct and believe deeply in our right to bear arms and our right to self-defense, Rittenhouse's acquittal is the absolute worst disaster that could have happened as a direct result of this case. And I hope that you can take off your culture war glasses and look at the situation soberly and objectively and realize why. What has happened in Kenosha is not a victory for self-defense, because every member of that crowd had a right to self-defense, yet only Rittenhouse's was respected and endorsed by the state. This is something we often forget because the crowd was contrasted with the defendant. We are individuals and experience reality as such, but the crowd is simply a collection of more individuals, all with the same rights and responsibilities as Kyle Rittenhouse. Every single one of them, us really, has families, dreams, hopes, loves, lives, and heartbreak. But because of the limitations of our language and our consciousness and the nature of legal proceedings, the crowd gets abstracted into a mob by our lying common sense. And we don't put ourselves in their shoes. Instead, with the aid of the media, we project ourselves into the main character. And in this drama, that is active shooter Kyle Rittenhouse. So take this another way imagine that you, were in the streets that night, that you were the one standing there as a minor, a literal child, took a semi-automatic weapon capable of firing more than five football fields of range loaded with rounds that can blow through not just their targets, but doors, walls, and windows. You don't know this kid from Adam and suddenly someone's dead. And he's walking away and all the while he's lying. He's just shot uh, a man dead and he says he didn't. And he's dressed like the people who've been pointing their guns at you all day. I don't doubt that Kyle Rittenhouse may have been frightened. Many cowards are. And even if he wasn't, it's not that hard to pretend, which is why his lawyer was able to make ridiculous hysterical claims like alleging that the guy who knocked off Rittenhouse's hat was trying to take his head off. Like like really dude, in what world was his head going to be smashed off his body by an open hand swatting upwards at a at his baseball cap? Get the fuck out of here with your weird sh- you weird shouty tortoise. Rosenbaum, the frightening assailant, was all of 5'4", literally Tom cruise size, and 150-pound soaking wet. You can see from the video, he was aggressive, but no one treated him as a serious threat. He was totally ignored by older, more experienced militia types, even when he ran up and got in their faces. But of course, Rittenhouse was neither old nor experienced, and so when he foolishly and carelessly pointed his gun at Zaminsky in full view of Rosenbaum, he did not know to stand his ground. Instead, he fled in a suspiciously strange direction towards several parked cars, which is very weird. Like when you're running from someone, the instinct isn't usually to go somewhere isolated and out of the way. You want to get to a place where you can sprint and you want to get near other people who could help you or at the very least provide cover for your escape. But Rittenhouse didn't do that. Instead, he lured his first victim to an out of the way place with an obstructive view, slowed, turned and executed Rosenbaum. The first shot shattering his pelvis, completely disabling him, but Rittenhouse kept firing, eventually executing him with a shot to the back that the defense contends was a mid-air leap, but after the first shot was almost definitely the tiny man falling to the ground. So he kills Rosenbaum and starts walking away, lying that Rosenbaum drew on him, which... Holy shit, that right there shows you criminal intent. Rittenhouse knew Rosenbaum wasn't armed, but he still lied and said he was and had tried to draw on him. So you put yourself there. You're in that crowd and you see this happen. You see a confrontation, a chase, an execution. And you see the man who performed that execution lying and walking away. Are you really going to tell me you don't have a right to protect yourself in that situation? Yeah, he's walking away, but that's an AR-15. It can fire nearly 500 yards. In fact, he just killed someone while running away. And if you've been hearing shots all night, you know, these people who have come from out of town to play cop in burnt out car dealerships are aggressive. They don't like you. Several of them have pointed their guns at you and your friends and Kyle's dressed as one of them. And now somebody's dead by his hand and he's lying about seeing a gun. So what happens here? Well, I'm gonna tell you what happens. In a post-Kenosha world, people start shooting to kill. Because this ruling, because of this ruling, people no longer have the luxury of employing less than lethal means to deal with what might be a threat. In short, this is a disaster, one that is going to get a lot of innocent people killed. Street protests are not going to stop. Uh, And what this means is that many of those protesters going forward will now be armed. This also means that copycats inspired by Rittenhouse's example, young men positively horny for the prospect of winning money and fame by murdering their perceived political opponents will be drawn to them like moths to a flame. Which means that when we have the next George Floyd killing, and we will, the next time this happens, odds are that there will be two groups of armed militants opening fire on each other in American streets. You know, people, and by people I mean idiots, have been talking quite a bit about civil war in this country. Usually they're dumb kids, dumb kids like Kyle Rittenhouse. They're people that don't understand the consequences of their actions. They have an elaborate fantasy running through their minds spurred on by hormones and propaganda and tribalistic sectarian bias inflamed by a failing economic and political system that has robbed them of their immediate future. And they think that this war is something they want but I've studied civil wars and I've spoken to combat veterans and I can assure you, this is something that needs to be avoided at all possible costs. No one wins when violence hits the streets and this country for the dumbest of all reasons, a few utterly worthless car lots has taken a huge step towards making that doomsday scenario, a reality when people are allowed to kill with impunity because they're scared and have a gun, you start a vicious cycle that if left unchecked is going to end with a few people huddled in a crumbling building surrounded by rotting food with certain knowledge that they have done this to themselves. And that is why the exoneration of Kyle Rittenhouse is an absolute and unmitigated disaster.
1: Thank you and thank you very much for that opening statement brenton we are going to kick it over to jf for his opening statement as well want to let you know though first folks if it's your first time here at modern day debate we are a neutral platform hosting debates on science religion and politics (coughs) with that we'll kick it over to jf thanks for being with us and the floor is all yours
3: all right well i disagree with so much of what we've heard i can't believe that brenton is telling himself these stories about what happened here Uh, Definitely the outcome of the trial was correct. That was the title of the debate. It's not really what uh, Brenton has been discussing about, but uh, let's talk about what makes a trial uh, reach a proper outcome. A jury was there. There There's no question that the jury had diversity in it. There were lots of women, uh, there were men, there were a jury of peers, and they've been exposed to the evidence, perhaps in a case where the degree and resolution of that evidence has rarely been met ever in our history. It's it's rarely been the case that we see a a criminal trial built around things that have been fully filmed from multiple angles and where there is basically no place for doubt about the sequence of events. Uh, It is one of the most documented series of criminal allegations. Uh, ever. So we benefit from a very high resolution, and the jury was able to benefit from that high resolution, The all these facts that were gathered. Then we can ask the question, was the prosecution allowed to present as much evidence as they wanted? And they were. Uh, the, ju- the judge was very fair in letting them make, in fact, arguments that personally I think he should have been more strict about, for example, the use of a photo that's been replaced with interpolation, with AI and logarithms and all that, uh, this is dangerous. And there's definitely ground to reject that kind of thing, which are creations of computers. Uh, The judge allowed it. So in many ways, the judge left all chances possible for the prosecution to make the strongest case against Kyle. And even then, they failed. And they failed because the evidence that was of high quality was sufficient to exonerate Cal fully. Karl was not a murderer. Cal was not acting with intent to provoke. And Karl has been, uh, <clears throat> each of his actions have been done with a reasonable assumption that he was under threat of potentially dying or being hurt in some major form. So, uh, and some people are saying a Zoom is not an AI, JF. <laughs> the thing is that the AI ultimately is the same thing uh, as a Zoom. It's something that tries to guess a hole in, in an equation. And the AI is, is according to certain mathematical laws that, have been, that, that the AI has been programmed according to. It will follow these mathematical laws in the same way that the interpolation algorithm of a TV or a phone Will do to fill in the blanks. And when you fill in the blanks, you end up with visual illusions. And that's what essentially the, the prosecution's case ended up resting on as more and more facts were showing up in the trial, showing clearly that this case falls under self defense. Now, to more precisely address the points of Brandon, <clears throat> an AR 15 with full metal jacket ammunition. Oh my God, I had a roommate. He fired it, and it went through the walls, and it was dangerous. Full metal jacket ammunition, a case has been made in this trial that it's somehow dangerous. It is the main type of bullet, the most sold type of bullets. And if you want to tell that the handling, merely the handling of these bullets is an act that endangers people around you, you might as well cancel the Second Amendment, which is exactly what the left wants to do. Uh, But (laughs) there is no reason to believe that they are more of a danger, that they they have a specific purpose. They are simply the most standard form of bullets, and therefore they can be carried anywhere where the Second Amendment applies. Uh, On top of it, what makes a bullet or a gun or someone handling these things safe or endangering is the attitude with uh, gun safety. And what we see with Kyle is an extreme discipline toward that night, despite the fact that he was persecuted in almost a biblical fashion, I would argue. Uh, Kyle was persecuted, and despite all of these attacks on him, these attacks on his person, he has shown extreme care in how he was handling his firearm throughout. So much so that the only people who ended up with bullets in their body as a result of his action where people who had clearly committed acts of aggression caught on video. This is almost a miracle that no one was hurt, but it happened. And what it tells me about Kyle is this guy is handling his gun with care and with knowledge. Uh, Brenton makes a case around the state existing to defend property. Of course, he doesn't like the, he likes to see the result of today, Uh, embedded into his communistic views about property. But the fact is that the jurors who were in the trial room today, they were not part of the judge. They they were not part of the judiciary. They were just regular citizens picked at random. The, The most amazing thing about the justice system is that I go in Wisconsin, I pick 100 random people, I put their names in a barrel and I roll it, and I pick 12 out of the barrel. The 12 people that I pick reach a conclusion that is more reasonable than what Brenton is trying to make today. Amazingly, 12 random people turned out to converge on that verdict of non guilty. It has nothing to do with capitalism, property, it has to do with peers, human beings who have applied their judgment to the instruction of the judge in trying to establish the truth. And the truth is that if someone is attacking you with a skateboard, if someone is lunging toward your weapon to grab the barrel, if someone is hitting you in the back of the head with a rock, if someone is pulling a gun and pointing it toward your head, you are absolutely justified in each individual cases or th- these four cases as a whole, You are absolutely justified, especially if you are holding a firearm, of believing that your life is at risk. And if they are joined by a mob, I would say you are more than justified. I would say it is the only rational conclusion because we've seen what happens when mobs run after a single individual. And there's no due process here. There's no time for Kyle to... Uh, Answer in full. There's no time for him to make the case that he was in self defense. Because mobs don't apply due process, they are a dangerous tool. They are a, a dangerous set of circumstances in which you can find yourself. And Brenton makes a big case around Kyle lying. I would have lied to this mob anytime if it was to protect my safety. And in fact, Kyle probably lied for empathic reasons. He probably lied because he knew that if he didn't lie, he may be hit by someone and he may lose control of his gun and it may result in more death, including his own. So the best thing to do here was to lie. Because when a mob pursues you with clear intent to assault you physically, with clearly no intent to process what you're saying or to actually give you the benefit of the doubt on a self-defense argument, you know that you're not going to get due process and you should be entitled to anything you can do to protect yourself from that mob. Brenton says every member of that crowd had self-defense rights. Absolutely false. A random person on the sidewalk uh, will not be entitled to self-defense merely on the basis that someone is bearing an arm beside them. The Second Amendment of the United States is that a a militia, uh, the functioning of a militia being important to the security of the United States, the right to bear arms shall not be infringed. And therefore, someone walking with some arms on the sidewalk will not entitle me to a self-defense. If he's not pointing it at me, if he's not attacking me unjustly with it, if he's not threatening before pulling it on me that he's going to kill me, I am not entitled to self-defense because I see a gun, and it's never been that. And I challenge any of the protesters there because that's what the prosecution has tried in a kind of dirty and un- indirect way to suggest, that somehow seeing someone carrying a gun and having crossed the state line is such an act of aggression that it qualifies as a provocation. Well, if it qualifies as a provocation, then the Second Amendment is a provocation. Well, it's not. The Second Amendment is a guarantee of rights for any American citizen. And this strongly limits the use of self defense arguments. Now, I don't say, I'm not saying that there was no one that night who was entitled to self defense. Perhaps Gage, Gage Grosskirch, when he found himself very close to Cal Rittenhouse and, and he had his gun, and Gage had his own gun. Perhaps Gage would have been able to shoot Cal in the leg or in the head, and perhaps in a trial of Gage, we would have concluded that, yeah, Gage turned out to be convinced that his life was in danger. But this is not a trial of Gage Grosskirch. It is a trial of Cal Rittenhouse, and the the legal precedents on this are extremely clear. The law does not attempt to break the mirror situation in a case of self-defense, i.e., you can have two people justified in self-defense, both of them benefiting from the protection of the self-defense privilege, and both of them being acquitted on self-defense ground. There doesn't have to be a winner. The question of self-defense is not a zero-sum game. The question is a matter of fact to be evaluated by the jury, and it revolves around whether the person performing the act of self-defense was convinced that they were going to die. or that they were going to be hurt in some major way. Calrithon House was convinced that he was going to die, makes no no, no doubt to me. And if I had been in in this situation, I would have been convinced that I would be dying also. If I have a gun and someone tries to grab it, Joseph Rosenbaum, uh, I would be afraid that he turns it against me, especially if he's explicitly made death threats before it happened. Now, Brenton makes mischaracterizations of the sequence of events at the Joseph Rosenbaum event, uh, claiming that Kyle has pointed his gun in some provocating fashion. The thing is that pointing a gun in certain situations is a dissuasive uh, tactic, uh, especially to de-escalate a situation in which you fear that your life may be in danger, but you also think that the person could be responding positively and could be withdrawing their threat toward you. So pointing the gun is something that you'll see in almost every police video that ends in a shooting. They will point the gun, they will say, give up your firearm, or throw this down, or show me your hands. It is a de-escalation tactic, and the jury didn't eat the, the suggestion of the prosecution that this was some kind of provocation. It's not. It's not that. Pointing a firearm is not always a provocation. Sorry, what what were you saying, James?
1: We've got about 60 seconds until we hit the 13-minute mark.
3: All right. On the question of Kyle's head being taken off, I don't care if a skateboard can or cannot take a head off. Ultimately, a skateboard is a tool of aggression. In this case, there's a physical assault. That's all that matters to me. Uh, Kyle fled after pointing his gun to Ziminski. There might have been a legitimate reason to point his gun to Zeminsky. In any case, it doesn't justify Joseph Rosenbaum lunging at him. And I have some other comments, but we'll go through them throughout the night. I will just say, uh, Brenton said we don't care about the details of how it feels from the perspective of the mob. Well, I've, I've digged that very in-depth. I've digged in-depth what was the state of mind of Joseph Rosenbaum that night. And my conclusion is that Joseph Rosenbaum was getting out of a psychiatric hospital, which he went in because he was suicidal. And as he got out of the hospital, he was still suicidal. And Joseph Rosenbaum, in, in screaming throughout the night, shoot me, shoot me, and in lunging at the firearm of Carl House, I believe that Joseph Rosenbaum chose to die that night. He thought he was dying for the cause of the communists like Brenton he thought he could be elevated as a martyr tonight by doing it but what he was is a suicidal person with bipolar disorder
1: you got it and we are going to jump into open conversation want to let you know folks If you haven't already, hit that subscribe button as we have many more juicy debates like this to come. For example, the bottom right of your screen, we are thrilled Stefan Molyneux and Destiny will meet up for the first time. That's later this month. It's going to be a juicy one. You don't want to miss it, so hit that subscribe button and that notification bell as well. With that, thank you very much. Gentlemen, the floor is all yours for open conversation.
2: Man, Molyneux is really a glutton for punishment, but all right. So, JF, um, the first thing that I wanted to, to bring up here is, so you've clearly never sat on a jury or covered a trial. I've done both. Jurors are not picked at random. They don't put them into a thing to pick them at random. They did that later on to pick the 12 members of the jury that had already been selected. But juries are actually selected during the jury selection process by the attorneys on both sides. And they try to pick the jury that is going to be most receptive to what they're working at. the prosec- Both the prosecution and the uh, defense are trying to pick people that they think will take their side, no matter what. And then what they're also doing is they have the ability to veto a certain number of them. So juries are not picked at random. Um, and in fact, people who have the critical thinking skills to actually come to more rational conclusions oftentimes are ejected. For instance, um, in the trial of Cecily McMillan that I covered, one of the things that instantly made anyone on the trial like, that might possibly be part of the, the crime like unable to stand is if they said, well, cops are sometimes wrong. That was gone. You couldn't have anyone that believed that a cop could be wrong on that trial. Similarly, uh, they also screen for stuff like if you've been the victim of a uh, violent crime, you can't sit on a trial involving a violent crime. So this is already a selected for subsection of the population. Um, On that, I
3: would say there's a random pool from which they are drawn, So I I didn't say that random random was the only determinant. A random random comes in, the sense that dr- and then they the are population. being excluded based on legal basis. But not any basis can justify excluding a jury. Uh, yeah, excluding but the, the, a the point
2: is is that the entire process is set to select a very specific kind of person to fit them into that process. And that entire process is created and maintained by the state to uh, facilitate outcomes that enable the state
3: to continue its mission to protect private property. Now,
2: it's really well, funny. Our- yeah.
3: <laughs> the, the state's attorney Binger had his had mm. his uh, right to speak at the moment of the selection of the jury. Now, are yeah. you saying that Binger didn't want to win this case? That, that's no, a, Binger definitely wanted to win
2: the case. We had okay. uh, divisions in the ruling class at this point. The state is having trouble deciding whether or not it thinks that um, uh, like right-wing reactionaries are more dangerous than protesters. For a while, it was just protesters, and then you know we had 2018, where 100% of the political-motivated killings came from the right wing. Uh, we had, um, had freaking El Paso. That is absolutely
3: false yeah. statistics. It is uh, not a we false We have statistic. to go through the methods of this. Yeah. But this is a statistic that was created by cherry picking, not scientific studies.
2: Okay, so let's explain. How is it created by cherry picking and not scientific studies? Well,
3: uh, people have been going through that claim. I believe you get this from the ADL. Is that correct? Um, that's one of the sources
2: for this one, but it's not just the yeah. ADL.
3: People have been debunking I it's that the FBI, claim actually. and finding that the so-called acts of political violence were mm-hmm. always included when they came from right wingers, and similar cases where left wingers or protesters could be construed to have been acting in criminal ways based on political ideology were excluded. So like what? Give me so an example. They, they claim that there's zero left-wing violence cases in the US. No, they claim that there were zero left wing
2: murders.
3: Zero left wing murders. That's very and, important because again and here's what they yeah, left wingers. Here's what they did to, they just don't kill. Here's people what they nearly did to debunk often. this. The mm-hmm. problem is that your cases for right wing violence are people that somehow have a swastika tattoo and they happen to be killing their car salesman. And it doesn't well, hang on, to hang do, on. El Paso has nothing to do with their right wing views. They just were including to have a swastika tattoo. They were including including just lying at this also. Point. No, no. They were including in this case a guy who killed a car salesman for Mm -hmm. absolutely unrelated things to politics. You agree? I mean, I don't think that that's
2: necessarily the case. I mean, you've got a guy with a swastika tattoo. He's probably a neo-Nazi probably been to prison so yeah maybe i don't know the exact uh, circumstances of this one thing that you are telling me and i just have to take on faith that it actually so that's happened. what
3: happens yeah. that's what happens when you don't use oh. scientific method and you use bias oh my god the statistics are using the, the scientific reasons. method <laughs> no no no
2: no now again <laughs> We know that this wave of right wing violence, we had the the Tree of Life synagogue shooting, we had Christ Church, we had El Paso. These continue on and on and on. There was the murders in New York. It has been out of control for several years. And so we started to see maybe the state starts to take this more seriously, but it's still kind of up in the air at this point. What is more dangerous? And so you saw two sectors of the ruling class essentially having a battle that played out in microcosm between the prosecution and the judge. Now, that's the first thing that I wanted to uh, go on about. The second of all, it, it is really weird. Like, I get that you really like America, but you clearly don't understand America. Because the Second Amendment states that yeah, well, you've got the the French thing behind you at the moment, but you will have the American American. thing behind you. Yeah. The Second Amendment states that a well-regulated militia being necessary for the security of the state, comma, the rights of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. Now, first off, the left loves that shit because the left, a lot of them want a revolution. So they want to have arms. You talk about freaking Mao. The people that don't like that are the liberals. Which are not the left. Uh, the liberals are anti-revolution and are 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 in, in protecting capitalism and protecting the status quo. Um, that's why, like the far left, hates Joe Biden. It, it, it's a very very different set of people, and you're just gro- grouping them all together into one uh, into one segment. Now, it's the right of the people to keep and bear arms. This is because originally the founders of our government didn't want a formal military or police force. They only wanted militias. So the idea was we keep the people, we make sure they have weapons so we can call them up and put them into militias. It has nothing to do with the um uh w- with the narrative that you are putting forward. Because again, well-regulated militias.
3: Kyle was not part of a well-regulated militia of any kind. He wasn't I even allowed to was. own that gun. I argue that he was, I argue that the Second Amendment, since it was not uh barred or stricken is still mm-hmm. valid today and it makes of Carl the member of a militia the militia of American well-regulated citizens.
2: militia he's a freaking teenager yes. who's only trained he's well-regulated because before. he
3: can't acquire he can't acquire a nuclear weapon he can't acquire a tank or wait, 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 a wait,
2: tank. Wait, hang on hang on what do you mean he can't acquire a nuclear weapon or can't acquire a tank it's that's well right there weren't nuclear weapons or tanks when they were writing the second amendment
3: what the hell yeah, are well, you regulated, about? <laughs> well regulated. Well regulated. Well, regulated. Yeah, well regulated. As in, the, the militia is trained apply. and
2: able to carry out the duties of a militia in the place of uh, the uh, of a formal military and police structure.
3: And he, clearly, Kyle was properly trained. Somehow, this guy. Oh has my God! No, he wasn't. Firearms safety. <laughs> fa- he has <laughs> done firearms he had mu- he had better mu- than Alec Baldwin. He had McGuinness
2: in his in his freaking line of fire when he shot Rosenbaum. He could have hit McGinnis, oh, one of the one of the this, charges. This is against a creation of the prosecution.
3: Danger. This is a uh, creation of the prosecution throughout uh, the trial. They they tried to make this case because they got somehow McGinnis to say, well I guess I was in danger because some danger was there, and they I mean, used that yeah, phrase, he was right. They, they you, used you the very phrasing video. to make the case for a fake new count, which oh the jury God. has dismissed already. So it's invalid. No, the jury didn't
2: dismiss it. They they ruled not guilty because again, uh, they, they the, ruled uh, not the, guilty. The, the, so. When somebody dismisses, it's not a dismissive account. Like a judge can dismiss a, a, a account and say that it doesn't hold any water. A jury just says that it's not enough evidence to convict. And so the jury, what what we saw with um, with um, McGinnis was we saw like from his video he was in the sight line. And similarly, we saw from the drone video that you, for some reason, said was manipulated by an algorithm. No, it wasn't. What happened was the guy complained because they're boomers and they don't understand how to zoom on an iPad. So they asked for an expert to come in and do it all special and to make certain that the zoom didn't distort anything.
3: And it didn't distort anything. The expert testified that there was a process called interpolation, which I Mm know very well because I'm a computer programmer. And I've done some video processing mm-hmm. in my life. So I know exactly what's happening there. It is a process. Yeah, but it doesn't that creates mean that new pixels. Yeah, the interpret
2: the interpolation is not going to change, for instance, Kyle Rittenhouse's um like the posture that he takes or the position of his arm. You don't now, you know might this have a couple because things
3: messed up. Interpolation because it completes the pixels that are empty based on the information around it. Yeah. It can change a perspective. It can create an optical illusion where there was none. It can make yeah, it so that a that gun that would be pointing there suddenly could be pointing there because the pixels being completed can be fooled by shadows. Yeah, but not to the level in that video. In and also, yes, not, not only the, that. The picture, absolutely. Yeah. I claim that the picture that was shown to the jury was an optical illusion making us believe mm. that Kyle was pointing his gun aggressively when he wasn't. And well, in fact, uh, it's again, been debunked on you, the internet. This has been reviewed Mm -hmm. on the internet. The right arm of Kyle was not even his right arm. It was a truck in the back that was was Mm -hmm. lighting up because it couldn't possibly be Kyle's right arm I don't know what picture
2: you're talking about. I'm talking literally about his arm directly in front of his body. You don't even know the
3: last picture that was used as the argument of the prosecution in
2: this case, which was shown to the jury. So what I'm talking about, that's not the picture that I'm talking about. I'm talking about an earlier picture. Just to be
1: sure that we get to hear both sides mm-hmm. as i can assure you gentlemen everybody wants so, to hear from each of you but in order to do that just we can't have too much interruption I, i'll give you a chance to finish that point gf and then we'll kick it right over to to you mm-hmm. brenton as well okay
3: so brenton doesn't even know this important last edition of the prosecution which is a picture that creates a visual illusion a visual illusion that would suggest kyle was somehow like this pointing toward the protesters when in fact the whole footage of kyle throughout that night shows him not doing that kind of stuff suddenly on a single picture on a single frame he would be like this aggressively provoking the protesters. This is the last thing the jury saw in this case. And it's an optical illusion. It was all pixelated. It was not Carl. It was not Carl's right arm. It was really an optical illusion that was created from interpolation, from the little gown that Carl was using to attach his firearm, which gave the illusion of a right arm being raised. So it was absolutely I'm not false and it should have never been making picture. it to the trial. Yeah. So
2: I But I'm if not you're talking, talking about
3: the interpolation, picture. we need to talk about that picture.
2: I am not talking about the interpolation here. I'm I'm literally talking about the, the photo where you saw Kyle's arm not up like this, but down here. And you watched him follow Zeminski. Now he admitted that he pointed his he admitted on video that he had pointed his gun at people needlessly earlier in the night. The guy said, Did you just point your gun at me? And he said, Yes and walked away. So we know, one, that he's pointing his gun at people. We know, two, he admitted that he did not see Zeminski as a threat. He hadn't been aware of the gunshot that Zeminski had set off, and he still followed him with his gun, which means he pointed the gun needlessly at a person. That is a crime that is literally brandishing. So first off, right there, that forfeits the right to self-defense. Now, Then what we had happen was Rosenbaum went after him and he may have been suicidal, he may not. He may have simply been triggered by the fact that yet again, somebody's pointing a gun at his friends or people he saw as his friends. He seems to be a a guy who was very, very disturbed and very aggressive. But you'll notice none of the other people who you could make a case for being part of a well-regulated militia because they didn't freak out about the tiny Tom Cruise-sized man running at them on occasion, were able to handle that. Kyle was not because he was a child, because he was untrained and because he was either cowardly and unable to handle the weapon and the responsibility of it, or specifically malicious and looking to lure someone who was vulnerable uh, like uh, Rosenbaum into a trap, which is exactly what he did. Like when you saw him run on the video, you saw him slow down, turn and fire. And again, he didn't fire one shot, he fired four shots. The first shot disabled Rosenbaum. The second shot went through his hand uh, when he was about four feet away, and that was consistent with what uh, was reported. The third shot grazed his head, and the fourth shot went in his back, and that was the kill shot. Now, they said he was lunging. Again, I don't think if you've got a shattered pelvis and you're falling to the ground, you're going to be lunging. Similarly, the video evidence, there was a big problem, and this was part of the case, was that the prosecution was able to get Gage to say that he had pointed his gun at at, uh, Rittenhouse first. But that was contradicted by the video evidence. You saw that his gun did not move towards uh, towards Rittenhouse until after he had been shot in the arm. And in fact, the movement towards him was the fact that his arm had been blown off and the gun was falling. Like he didn't have the ability to shoot him at that time. And Kyle had shot him before the gun was placed there. But people get confused. Their memory gets scrambled. And you're being led through by a professional lawyer. You can make a mistake on the stand. And unfortunately, the jury saw that as a reason to dismiss that is what I would assume.
3: Well, there's four points I want to answer here. But the first, I'm going to try to do an experiment in good Mm -hmm. faith. I'm not going to tell you my argument, but you forgot to mention something. I'm going to try to have you be honest with the crowd. When -hmm. you say Kyle has admitted to pointing his gun to other people in the crowd before by answering, oh, yeah, I did. What did you forget to mention at that moment? What
2: did I forget to mention at that moment? He said, oh, yeah, I did. There's an
3: important element of his admission Mm-hmm. that you don't mention, which has been clarified by him in the trial. Mm-hmm. and that, so that, what Try, would try be? to work it in your mind. So uh, just
2: tell me at this point, I'm not playing your game. What do you want me to say?
3: You don't want to play the game of good faith.
2: It's not a game of good faith. What the hell are you talking about? I know that, you acknowledge- that the defense argued that Kyle was lying to just say like, okay, yeah, I pointed it at you and walking away. But that's ridiculous. Did they argue that he was
3: lying? That Kyle was lying about pointing the gun at him? Yeah, Yeah. did they use the word lying or they used another word that starts with S? Uh, They don't remember. They used the word that starts with S. It's sarcasm. Kyle, before (laughs) knowing at all that night, before Mm -hmm. knowing at all that he would be attacked, Mm -hmm. uh, he he made sarcasm in the same way I would. I use sarcasm every day in my life. If one day in my life I end up... (laughs) If first in of my all life, i can
2: hear i heard no. his tone of voice that wasn't a sarcastic tone and now you're just splitting hairs
3: like I'm again splitting hairs
2: yeah absolutely this because is- why would you say be sarcastic about that if you're in there if you're in a crowd and you're worried about the possibility of that crowd being hostile and that crowd was hostile to you and someone says did you just point your gun at me you don't go yeah i pointed my gun at you sarcastically that doesn't make any
3: sense you don't gain anything from that so now we can see that you are so talented at defending your point that you knew about the defense mm-hmm. of sarcasm. You just didn't want no, to No, I just use thought it was dumb. Because wait, 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 You're wait. trying to deceive you're de- trying to deceive the audience about no, not knowing what, what are that you talking point. about? They were no, you know very well what you were doing. Mm-hmm. You were deceiving the audience. About sarcasm not having been raised at all in the trial, when in fact it's the main hypothesis. I don't care if sarcasm
2: was raised in the trial because that wasn't what the defense attorney argued in his closing statement. He wasn't talking about sarcasm. It is what
3: Kyle said in his testimony. It's even more important because Kyle is the only one who knew whether Mm -hmm. it was sarcastic or not. Oh my god, yes. And the person with every
2: and the person with every incentive to lie about, I don't give a shit if he said it was sarcasm. Like, I All don't right, even well, know how that functions as sarcasm. It doesn't even make any sense. So again, so never, what I'm saying is the attorney at the end specifically stated that he was saying that to defuse the situation. And he, maybe he extrapolated that from Kyle's testimony, but that 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 argument was just
3: absolutely ridiculous. In any case, uh, Kyle has been saying that it was sarcasm, the jury- Oh yes, the guy on him. trial we for murder
1: has been Brent saying we something. We do have to give him a chance to respond.
3: <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. The jury believed him correctly because it's the standard of beyond reasonable doubt. And if someone comes to me and says, Jeff, I, I was sarcastic at that moment, I will believe him. Especially that Kyle is not on a trial for provoking a random black man with yellow pants on the street, which, we, which is the guy to whom he's been sarcastic. This guy has not run after Cal. This guy has not attacked Cal yeah, at the moment of sarcasm. Yeah, or, um, so,
1: Brenton, uh, wait. The, okay.
3: there's no pattern of behavior because Cal was not sarcastic with Joseph Rosenbaum. Cal shot Joseph Rosenbaum because the the threat posed by Joseph Rosenbaum. Was an actual threat when, in fact, the guy with the yellow pants <laughs> was not an actual threat, and he did not get shot. So you're just trying to to poison the well here, poison the well of Kyle, and it's what a quite the... dirty tactic. Now we're getting through four different points, so can I advance a little bit? Uh, sure, then but you don't is... know what
2: poisoning the well means because that's not what it means. <laughs> but continue. Yes,
3: you're tra- you're trying to suggest that Kyle is a liar when, in fact, he's just a, a young man who used sarcasm. And okay. I use sarcasm every day in my life. So if I ever find myself, JF, I was saying he was I, telling
2: the truth when he pointed the weapon at him and said, "Yes, I pointed the weapon at you." Because of course, not that he was a liar. Jesus Christ, there, man!
3: There is no evidence that he ever pointed a weapon at this yellow person, except man. when he anyway, freaking
1: let- admitted it. <laughs> Let's hear those in other sarcasm. points that GF wanted to bring okay. up. I know hear these other points you right. want to cover. Yeah.
3: The other point that you bring, which uh, made people laugh in the chat rightfully so, is the idea that Cal has set a trap for Joseph Rosenbaum, that he lured Joseph Rosenbaum toward the tip of his AR-15. Uh, if you are able to lure someone toward the tip of an AR-15 by just running away from them, congratulations, you are a master manipulator. But it's not what happened. We saw it on video. Kyle is retreating. At times, he's turning back. He's turning back because, in fact, Kyle would have been justified in using self-defense way before he did. No, he the wouldn't have, because, Kyle,
2: again, he pointed the gun at Zeminski.
3: Carl is a young, naive, and idealistic individual, so he actually took a duty to retreat that he didn't even legally have. So that's why, eventually, Joseph Rosenbaum outruns him. It's because by turning away to defend himself, to check that his life is not threatened, and then by taking the time to run a little bit, of course he is less fast than Joseph Rosenbaum, which only does one thing, run the fastest he can to reach the gun because he has chosen to die that night. This is very clear on the video, and this idea that he was lured absolutely not. He was he was pursuing Cal and Cal uh, ran as long as he could and used as much duty to retreat as he could, even ones that he was not legally forced to adapt. Uh, third point, you say he was shot not with one shot, he was shot with four shots. The four shots have happened in 0.6 seconds total. 0.6 seconds is not a window of time in which the human brain has time to fully reassess whether a threat has been eliminated, whether more is necessary, or whether the situation has changed, or whether the person is now suddenly falling to the ground, especially if the person has initiated a movement of lunging with the intent of reaching the gun. There is no difference between someone lunging and the next fraction of a second, someone falling. Kyle, at the moment of decision, shot four times. He didn't decide four times to shoot Joseph Rosenbaum. He shot as much as was necessary to defend his life, and that's also what the jury found. And my last point to your comments uh, is a comment on Gage not being a good comrade in this uh, in this in his job as a witness. Uh, yeah. Apparently, he would have admitted a fact that is annoying to. Uh, Brenton here, he admitted that his gun was pointed at Kyle's head. And Brenton presents this as kind of an error in that he says that the video evidence is to the contrary. I would say this has very little bearing on whether self-defense was used because whether his gun was effectively in the line of shooting in Kyle's head or if it was a millimeter away or a centimeter away, doesn't matter. Uh, He was pulling that gun toward Cal in an aggressive manner, and therefore Cal was justified in self-defense. That being said, uh, we have to talk about the psychology of Gage Grosskirch in this testimony. Because sometimes when you're engaged in a web of lies, when you're engaged in a political pursuit, and when you know that you're manipulating the system to get the outcome that you want, you end up being mixed in your own lies. And I think that what happened when Gage made this admission that annoys Brenton, which may or may not be true, Uh, I could agree with uh, Brenton's reading of the video, and it wouldn't change my view of the whole case. But I think that what we had here is a torturous mind uh, trying to present an image to the jury, and eventually, with the strength of the questioning of the defense, somehow cracking in his story. And that is also a legitimate basis for juries to make decisions. The fact that certain witnesses have a clear recollection of the event, whereas other witnesses can be pushed
2: now. Can I please say something? uh, Just finishing. I'm going to conclude. The
3: fact that certain witnesses can be pushed into certain narratives is something that affects their credibility. And it's absolutely legal and fine for juries to evaluate gauge testimony based on this. That's what I had to say.
2: Okay, cool. So first off, this is really important when we're talking about Rosenbaum. The charge for the killing of Rosenbaum was not intentional homicide. It was reckless homicide. Specifically, they were not contending that Rittenhouse necessarily intended to kill Rosenbaum. What they were contending was, was that he behaved irresponsibly, and that resulted in the murder of Rosenbaum specifically because of the, the, the time in which the shots came, uh, came close to each other. Now, again, I said when he was running, it is possible that he intentionally lured him there. He may have simply made a mistake, but I do think it's interesting that he ran towards a corner where there was obstruction away from other people, where it was unlikely that people were going to be able to see the shooting. And in fact, people didn't see the shooting except for the drone which is how we have that video of him running, stopping, and turning. Second of all, when he opened fire on um, uh, Rosenbaum, again, he pulled the trigger significantly more times than he needed to stop the actual threat. And you'll note when he was fighting with um, Gage and Huber, and Gage in particular, who had, I think, more... He had more of a reason to fear Gage. He wound up only firing a single shot as opposed to four. So again reckless homicide versus intentional homicide. So that's the first thing. Uh, The second thing um, that I wanted to get onto was uh, the mention of, um, that Gage actually said on TV after he got off the stand that he had made a mistake and that he had been led to make that mistake by the juror. This idea, you know, it's really weird that you keep trying to paint me like with with this whole communist thing, like I'm an anarcho-communist, yes, but you're confusing the type of communist because I don't believe in towing a party line ever for any reason, nor do I have any connection to Gage or the idea that I would ins- insist that he would should lie on the stand for something is absolutely ridiculous. No, he talked do about you like lawyer. him, though. Are, are you no? sympathetic to the guy? At, at the I mean, I'm level. sympathetic to somebody who got his arm blown off. Like other than that, no, I I don't know Gage from Adam. Why the hell would I
3: care? His Statements about the revolution. Don't you like them?
2: Uh, I'm not familiar with them, actually.
3: Yeah, what did he, he, he say about? That, the? He yeah. said that but he basically talks like you. Uh, he said mm-hmm. that he was for a revolution that questions property. Okay, questions I'm not for a revolution. Current... So,
2: Hello? no,
3: oh, okay. dude, I'm oh, a freaking I you Buddhist.
2: Were. No, I am thing? for an end of the, the system that we have currently to replace it with a more just system. But I don't believe a in revolution, revolutionary in other violence. words. Well, no, okay. again, I don't believe in revolutionary violence. I think a gradual okay. change to a change in consciousness is a better way forward, which is why I spent this entire time preaching against freaking civil war that this whole situation has brought us one step closer to. So no, I don't. I, I'm not going to be behind freaking Gage, and you can you can check any all of my statements in the past. I am not for a violent revolution. So okay. that's really really key. So that was the first thing. Um, the other thing is is that, and this came up. I wanted to jump back to it, but pointing a gun is not de escalation. And I know that they argued this, but especially first off. You've got, as I pointed out, it is a crime. It is brandishing to point that gun at someone uh, unprovoked or minorly provoked. And he admitted again that Zaminsky had not provoked it. Um, Specifically, he said he didn't know about the gun and wasn't like afraid of Zaminsky. It was Rosenbaum that went after him after getting triggered by this. Now, was Rosenbaum trying to commit suicide by teenager? I don't think so. I think moreover if he had actually if because if you watch his behavior throughout the thing he's just you know the prosecutor put it like this he's a yappy little dog. He's a tiny short man who is not who does not feel powerful, who wants to feel powerful and has been feeling powerful this night as part of this crowd. And so when he sees his crowd and his friends and his tribe threatened, he's going to get angry about it and he's going to run, but he's not going to do anything more than run up and yell at him, just like he did with everybody else. But Kyle either intentionally lured him or couldn't keep it together and couldn't keep his composure again because he's just a kid and ran back into that area and released the four bullets. So in either case, that's homicide uh, because Kyle specifically um, caused the situation by pointing his gun in the first place that we have seen a pattern of him pointing that gun throughout the night. So... We've got the problem there. We also have the fact that Kyle has been duplicitous about a number of things during this evening. He lied about being an EMT when he was just a lifeguard. He he lied about like being there to like help people and get like he didn't even have his own um kit. He had to borrow his bandages from other people. So he's not qualified first off to to function in a life-saving capacity. The gun that he brought Got in the way of his life saving capacity. He had to actually take it off and hand it over there because it was too big to work with. Um, and he has, and then later on, he lies and he tells a very specific lie that Rosenbaum drew on him. There are a number of lies that someone can tell when they are trying to disguise or like make sure that a mob doesn't come after them. Now, first off, there wasn't a mob there at the time. There was only McGinnis, who at the time was focused on trying to save Rosenbaum's life. But second of all, um, when he told that lie, he told the lie that he drew on me. Why did he tell that lie? Well, because that's the lie a lot of cops use when they kill someone. So right there, he's already knows that he has created a situation where he has killed someone and he is telling a lie that he he's seen people get off for. He could have said anything. He ran at me. He lunged at me. But he didn't say that. He said he drew at me. And he admitted later on that he knew for a fact that Rosenbaum was not armed. The the final thing that I want to get into is you said that Rosenbaum had threatened him. This was also disproven directly by the video evidence. Uh, this claim came from one witness and his entire time was on video. Uh, at no point did he say that Rosenbaum had threatened him. You never heard Rosenbaum see the, uh, you never heard Rosenbaum say that in the video. And even if he had, Kyle Rittenhouse was not there. And Rosenbaum had changed clothes. He'd taken off his shirt and his bandana by the time uh, of the confrontation. So Kyle would have been completely unaware of the deadly threat. All he saw was a tiny man running at him and he either lost his shit and shot him or he took the opportunity and shot him. Either way, he's a murderer. And either way, what we are doing here, if you say that like anybody who has a gun and feels threatened can kill, is As I said at the beginning, you are creating a situation where people are incentivized to have a gun at all times and incentivized that anytime they get into a confrontation, they must escalate that confrontation to death, or else the, the other person is going to kill them. Like that was the big problem in the protests with, um, uh, I can't remember the guy's name, the the boogaloo boy who was shot by the uh, by the army, by the off duty army officer, uh, at the protest. He's again, they both had guns, the guy was actually exercising proper trigger discipline and like had the gun pointed down and the guy said he was afraid of the gun and killed him and is trying to get off that way. I don't know the outcome of that case but if we follow this logic if we base uh self-defense claims on the idea that like just because the person had a gun and was afraid you're gonna have a giant body count and we really absolutely need to avoid that because I I don't know about you but I don't like
3: innocent people dead and I don't like needless fights. Well, I can answer to these last points, and then maybe we can move to the super chat. Uh, whether it's a crime to brandish a gun, uh, maybe it is in certain jurisdiction. I don't think it should. But if Kyle had to be pursued for brandishing a gun, then make charges for brandishing a gun. Clearly, the, the charges did not include this in this case, so it, it's irrelevant that, to today's There's trial. a reason for that? They they
2: didn't include it because the prosecution did not have the video until later on, so it couldn't have been included until the very end, but it was still important information for the jury to see. Um, Second of all,
3: perhaps perhaps it's a good time for the prosecution to reflect about whether it's uh, clever for them to be starting cases two days after the events without having Mm -hmm. the benefit of reviewing the evidence. It seems that the Uh, prosecution has been acting in haste here.
2: I, I wouldn't disagree with that. I think they did act hastily. Um, the reason they did was it really seemed completely open and shut because of the fact that Kyle Rittenhouse was 17 and the fact that he was armed with uh, with the, the gun that he had. There is a specific law on the books, like in Wisconsin, that if you are 17, you cannot have a weapon. Uh, and Absolutely false. No, it's very true. Now, it, Kyle got off on that. Specifically, like if Kyle had had, I don't know, like, um, uh, like nunchucks or something and had killed Rosenbaum with the nunchucks, he'd be in jail right now. But the fact was, there was an exception for guns that uh, their barrel was more than 16 inches in length, which was created for hunting laws. And Kyle just got lucky because it's no. obviously these sp- he's violated the spirit of the law,
3: but not the letter because the law was confusingly written. No, no, no. no. The law is very clear. An exception was made for rifles, and this is mm-hmm. common in many states. They don't because want to legislate want against to rifles. Let's
1: hear, let's hear Sorry. They
3: don't want to legislate against the rifles that are made for hunting, but it's mm-hmm. not a legislation that is limited to hunting. In fact, I have the section right in front of me. It's 948.63 mm-hmm. C. People can go read it. Uh, the person to be found guilty of this uh, of this violation must be in violation of three other statutes. And the three other mm-hmm. statutes clearly detail that if you have a regular rifle, like an AR-15, it w- you will not be pursued under this statute. Yeah. So, again, Kyle got lucky. So, and no, he didn't I, get lucky. He chose that. He chose the rifle that would be legal in his situation. He definitely did not
2: because, again, he didn't think that the rifle was legal because he had his friend buy the rifle for him because he couldn't buy the rifle.
3: Now he he was actually I don't think that Cal would have carried that rifle if he thought it was illegal. I think that Cal was very much aware that he was in line with the law.
2: I would say that I think if he was that aware of being in line with the law, that actually goes to prove his criminal intent, because he's clearly plotting something then.
3: Oh, so um, being aware that you are respecting the law is evidence of you being a criminal. Yeah, We've if you're a freaking 17 year old who
2: can't even cu- dude, the guy couldn't even. This uh, is the
3: bottom graduate. of the barrel, ladies and gentlemen. He couldn't even gentlemen. graduate high school. The more you, you try to respect the law, the more it provides evidence that you're a criminal. Unbelievable. Oh but God. this is what communists are pushing in our society. <laughs> this is why we must combat people like Brent. You know, Jay, now, let I've me been, just finish I have been quick.
2: very polite and haven't pointed out that like you're a neo-Nazi this like through this entire debate, and you keep pushing the communist thing. Like you're literally friends with like freaking um what's his face? Um Richard Spencer like don't don't sit here and like try to paint me as some sort of dangerous communist when you've been freaking running around like causing trouble
3: uh through for for for, for like years like that's absolutely Blood ridiculous mm-hmm. richard spencer is not even my worst friend it's not even your worst. yes i know you have quite a few also like stephen
2: molyneux and all the rest of this and now, do you want All me right. to say it? I'm not, not going right. to say it. I don't have to. <laughs> so just,
3: <laughs> so just, just to finish on, on, my, on my answers, Kyle created the situation so it's a homicide. This was a false argument by the prosecution. No, it's uh, not. You, you create any situation you're in by just existing. Kyle existing oh, created this situation, but the law is very clear. The the mere fact of existing or, or benefiting from Second Amendment so, rights doesn't no. make you a provocator. You must be provoca- you must be provoking a specific response. Through an mm-hmm. act that is itself illegal or an aggression of some kind. You right, cannot be true. expected to take the Second Amendment, your Second Amendment right being the basis of a provocation argument that doesn't work. As far as the lies to the mob, I've addressed them. You can lie to a mob, it's not a crime. And if it you think that lying to a mob is a crime, if you think that lying to a group of people is a crime, then it was a group of people, it was li- one guy. Sue-, sue Kyle Rittenhouse for lying. Sue him for defamation, but don't don't prosecute him for criminal conduct. The question that Rosenbaum had threatened him, disproved by video evidence, at no point he says it in the video. I've reviewed the full video. This video does not capture Joseph Rosenbaum from close enough that we would hear what he says, nor does it follow him around enough. We see him a couple of seconds in the video. For many minutes in this video, we don't know where Joseph Rosenbaum is. He could very well be around Kyle, threatening him. So I'm not taking this argument. And by the way, evidence of absence is not absence of evidence is not evidence of absence. And finally, the last argument uh, that this kind of social that this kind of social context would lead us to a society in which anybody who has a gun and feels threatened is immediately escalating into shooting the other. First, the standard that has been applied by the court and that will continue to be applied is not feeling. It's not whether Kyle was feeling threatened. It's whether he was justified from the perspective of a reasonable citizen to be threatened. And that's what the jury has decided. Now, don't think that this is a license to kill of any kind because if you just feel threatened, but you don't have the facts that Kyle had to back his case, you will end up in jail. So the predicted disorder and civil violence that Brenton seems to be talking about, in part, warning us against it. But I, I find that you, you you seem to have some kind of a pleasure in, in, in imagining that kind of a future. I don't think it's going what to happen. What kind of a future? What's going to happen? The, the one is that, that I'm that warning law... everyone about. Yes. I, I think that you seem to be creepily interested in this. Oh, episode. my God.
2: This, you know, this makes sense when the court actually ruled that you were very smart, but lacked a huge amount of insight. I'm giving you a fucking doomsday scenario and you're trying to say I'm into it.
3: Like, what? You made a false allegation here. A court has never found this. Yeah, uh, court psychologist said, that you, uh, that yeah, you had so, to so, see. And ah, okay. So, so so some ex of mine makes a statement about me and suddenly in Brenton's argument, it becomes a court decision. So we no, see that again, of, you saw a no, court ordered psychologist and the psychologist the,
2: came to the conclusion that you were we smart see, but lacked insight.
3: We see the level of legal lack of education I, in Brenton I, here. We, it doesn't make the difference between a private agent and a court making a decision. Oh but that's Lord. to be expected from someone yeah. who believes that practicing your Second Amendment right is a provocation. That's all oh I had to God. say tonight.
1: All we right. must go into the question and answer soon here, folks. Well, I'll remind you a couple of things. One, if I am ever smiling or smirking on camera... It's not because I'm taking either side. It's just that Brenton and JF, you guys have such chemistry. You guys, (laughs) you're like He-Man and Skeletor. You'll be battling for eternity. I'll let you decide who's who in there. But very interesting. Our guests are linked in the description, folks. And I want to jump into your questions. Thanks so much for sending them in. This one in. First, from Anomic Anomic says, Brenton is talking about a person being stopped by brave citizens. Is he talking... Arbury or Kyle
2: case? Um, I would say you, he's, talk, he's tra- talking about the Ahmed Arbery case where the guy was running and he got uh, he was jogging and like he got um, uh, like uh, some people basically said to themselves, this guy is dangerous and showed up and caused problems and shot him. Uh, I don't think these cases are comparable Um there was not really a th- immediate threat, and Aubrey wasn't armed, so I, I don't see. Aubrey
3: struggled for the shotgun, and therefore the parallel is there. He struggled in the same way. Yeah, no, but no, 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 no. Hang on. The,
2: the parallel but, was people coming up and trying to stop a particular threat. That was what the, the 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 comparison was. But Aubrey wasn't a threat until the people came up and tried to stop him. So I, way, don't see, to be, I don't see how these are how To still be in
3: 2021 and still go with the jogging meme uh, in an unironic way. Oh, well, I didn't go with the jogging it meme is- because
2: I know what you people mean when you say jogging, and it's something we can't well, say on here.
3: Well, you said that he was jogging, and in fact, he struggled for the firearm. So as far as I'm concerned, it's also a case of self-defense. I mean, we'll see if the jury verdict is the same in this case, yeah. but uh, he struggled for the shotgun.
1: We're going to jump into the next one. Will Stewart says, "Brenton, can you please describe the differences of semi jacketed full metal jacket and total metal jacket since it held significance in your opening?
2: Um, So here's the thing. I'm not a huge gun guy. I just know what the specifically like what full metal jacket ammo is capable of doing because of that experience with my roommate. So when the uh, prosecutor started talking about it, I was like, Oh, that's like one of the things that I know about guns. I'm not a gun guy. I'm more a sword guy, to tell you the truth. That's just more fun. <laughs> I, I need
1: to, yeah. <laughs> and T. Torshaw, thank you for your question, says, Brenton, we got a lot for Brenton. Brenton, notice how the courts and normal people, thank God, won't let the mobs do what they want and literally kill us. No, they won't spare you, despite the Anglo virtue signaling when time comes.
2: Okay. Wow. All right. That dude's racist as shit. Um, all right. So first off, this is completely paranoid. Um, protesters in the streets are not coming for people to kill them. And in fact, you know, you you should know that because you look at like how the street protesters, even the more violent ones, responded, avoiding deadly force. Um, even like at, times when they probably should have, and even JF admitted this, that um, there might have been a case for Gage to use deadly force there. They didn't because they are protesting because these are people who are motivated by the idea, the central core idea, that all life is valuable and sacred uh, without any kind of rank or distinction. They will damage property, they will hurt they they will attack buildings and they will maybe set things on fire because they are trying to draw attention to a very serious problem and you the way you get attention it sometimes is to act out like this but they don't hurt or kill people and we have seen this when you when you look back again there hasn't really been like a single uh case of leftists like trying to kill people the closest you had was i think that um the guy uh with rage issues who was like a bernie bro that tried to shoot uh the uh, politicians and he he didn't actually succeed in killing anyone so you got one and then you have like 2018 where 100% of the murders were like politically motivated murders were coming from the far right usually either neo nazis or sovereign citizens uh sovereign I've citizens debunked that claim
3: earlier but On the question of whether the people in these crowds, whether the people in these crowds are willing to hurt people, they definitely are. Joseph Rosenbaum was someone who had already been found guilty for the rape of five different people. Mm -hmm. Uh, The other, the other. Found guilty and gone to prison and served his time. Uh, All of them, all of them had hurt people. Some of them were violent with their exes some of them were violent with their grandmas punching them in the face breaking their walls uh, as it so, turns wait, wait, out the who people did who well, one the peop- uh, so i have here the documents on uh, let me find his name gage Grosskirch mm-hmm. has been accused of second offense dra- drunk driving he has been a wisconsin felon for his finding on drunk driving he was also accused of prowling by the West Alice Police, and the uh, the accusations of domestic violence and repeated domestic abuse, sometimes with weapons, are about Anthony Huber.
0: Okay, then, uh,
3: so these, these are allegations, unproven. No, they are point. not allegations. They are cases where they were found guilty. So, wait, wait, you just said allegations. So, was Huber found guilty of domestic abuse? What was the exact charge? Absolutely. Uber had a disorderly conduct conviction from 2018 as a domestic abuse repeater, which Mm -hmm. is a misdemeanor. He gave a Kenosha address. The charges were battery misdemeanor dismissed on prosecutor's motion, and instead he got a 968 domestic abuse and repeater domestic abuse as well mm-hmm. as he had a forfeiture case for processing drug okay.
2: paraphernalia
1: so, of okay this so to I'm, gonna, I'm gonna point out one one two things got a here a lot of questions yeah uh,
2: all right but j- just l- just let me answer this here. I'm gonna point out this is interpersonal violence this is not political violence and oh. yeah no that's a huge difference in context and I'm talking about, the crowd itself. Now, so you, you can, can say be safe e-
3: when you see a crowd, they will not attack you for politics. They will just attack you because it's interpersonal violence. Oh Don't my worry, lord! Kyle. No,
2: that's not how things work, dude. <laughs> like, okay, interpersonal violence happens between people for very specific reasons. Um, like political violence, like was what was being alleged by the super chatter that there's this mob coming to kill people. It's it, it's not borne out through reality. So, yeah, you could have some unsavory individuals in there. Um, why you know, is it, and I don't why think is it, gauges from driving last, is
3: relevant at all. What? As a last question, why is it that everyone who ended up with a bullet in their body that night had mm-hmm. been priorly convict, convicted of some violent offense? Is it, I mean, is it, is it, is it possible, There's a link. Is really a is it possible? there is a link between political violence and interpersonal violence?
2: Um, no, I think what's happening here is there was a link of people who were more prone towards risk-taking and impulsive behavior that were out later than other people involved, because like the, the crowd at that point in time, a lot of the regular protesters had gone home and it was a rowdier crowd. Um, I also think that people who would be inclined to run towards danger instead of away when a shooting happens or someone starts pointing are going to be people with a violent past. That that just tracks. So I don't think you can extrapolate that to the in, entire yeah, crowd, no, nor not. to the entire like protest movement within the, the United States. It's a bunch of hippies, dude. Move up. I'll
1: give you the last word on that one, Brenton, since it was directed yeah. to you. This one from Coding Jesus says, Brenton, if Kyle was a communist and he was being chased by fascists, all else being equal, would your opinion change? I think so, because you were looking at his trial through a political lens.
2: Uh, certainly not. My opinion would not change on that. Um, this is actually really important for me. Um, and it's why I publicly distanced myself and broke and said, I am not a leftist, like back in 2014. And it, like the, the Facebook post, I think is still on my wall. the The thing is, is that I don't pick sides. I don't pick teams because you get sucked in to team mentality. So in this case, if Kyle were a communist who lured and killed a fascist, yeah, you, you can't do that. You like, so well,
1: obviously, yeah, no, I'll throw him right under the bus in a second. This is a two-parter from Ozian, who says, first, juries are selected from a random pool, unanimous, as well as, just like with the Arbory case, you have no right to chase a man down just because you don't like what they are doing and attack them for carrying.
2: Yeah. They are not selected from a random pool. Like They are in the sense that they're selected like you get your summons for jury duty randomly, but again, then it gets whittled down by the prosecution. Uh, I've sat on criminal juries. They ask people a number of questions that whittles it down and whittles it down, and then they go through jury selection. Um, So, And then what was the second thing?
1: The second one was about the Arbery case. Namely, let's, they said, just like with the Arbery case, you have no right to chase a man down just because you don't like what they are doing and attack them for carrying.
2: So I would agree, you don't have a right to chase someone down and attack them for carrying. But again, what he had done, what Kyle Rittenhouse had done, was he had instigated the situation by brandishing his weapon. So you got the, you had the guy attack, and it is specifically the law. In Wisconsin, that if you commit an illegal act and it causes someone to attack you, you lose the privilege of self-defense, which, again, is what he, what happened. He could use force, but he could not use deadly force.
1: You got it, Dan. Thank you very much for this one. Coming in from T. Torchon says, Brent, would you be willing to skirt your Anglo privilege by sacrificing yourself to the hungry mob if your paleness was microaggressing? It is BTW
2: what the hell kind of world do you live in? So first off, I have spent like a number of years in the street with the the angry mob, with the radical left. I, I live in freaking Harlem. Like, so to think that like, I'm going to be sacrificing my Anglo privilege with myself and the, no one thinks like this. You are just like the mirror image of a parody of like a hyper woke, scold weirdo.
1: Next up, this one That's all I Mango. Can say that. Mango T says, JF Gary Eppie, would you attend a peaceful protest with a military-grade weapon, and why?
3: I wouldn't personally, because I know the troubles I would be exposing myself to in a world where due process is dead. But I'm thankful that due process today wasn't dead and that the verdict turned out in the right way. Unfortunately, I'm afraid that for each Cal to house we have, we're going to have 99 people finding being found guilty and ending in jail unjustly. So I'm staying away from trouble, but I'm proud that there are people who are practicing their rights because my rights expand from their practice.
1: You got it? There's one. SC 2021 says Brenton is convinced a violent convicted child rapist would never threaten a child. We're dealing with a highly speculative man. Go ahead, Brenton. What's your response?
2: So again, um, I don't have a hard time believing that um, uh, what's his face that Rosenbaum was aggressive. He absolutely was. He just wasn't attacking anyone. And again, you saw him do that. Um, could he have threatened Kyle? I mean, I don't think unless Kyle was, you know, unless uh, unless Kyle was like in a Matt Gates situation with him. Like, I I don't see that being a threat to Kyle. Also, the guy had paid his debt to society, had not reoffended, so. You know, I'm, I'm going to say once you go through the system and you pay for your crimes, if there's no evidence of you doing crimes anymore, you should be considered absolved.
1: You got it. This one coming in from Mango. T. Mango T says Milahan philosopher corner, please stop. This is a debate in chat saying Rittenhouse is guilty in all caps. If you were the mother of the murdered protesters, how would you feel about Rittenhouse? Okay, this one coming in from Mr. Krabs says, Kyle Rittenhouse's only mistake was not un unlifing the, uh, okay, well we'll uh, end it there. This, yeah, this don't one, read that one. <laughs> Long Night's YouTube and says, the judge gave his case to the defense. This was biased AF. I think that means artificial flowers, but Bre- we'll give you a chance <laughs> to respond, JF.
3: Yeah. Um. Uh, uh, oh, you want me to respond or Brenton?
1: Oh, this one they said, the judge gave this case... Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, let's see. I'm like, my brain is shot. He it's was saying that the, the judge was biased. Uh, biased in favor well, of the defense, and that's the only reason that Rittenhouse got off free. I think it's a oh, big well, reason. I don't
3: think it's the only reason. But. I don't. We'll never know what the judge would have done if he would have called a mistrial with prejudice after a guilty verdict. I would have been very mm-hmm. interested to see this happen. But I don't that think that in happened. what played out, we can see that he was biased because he gave—he gave, in fact, he let the prosecution enter more evidence than I would, because a, a prosecution that cannot even stand for the veracity of the pictures they use, and they admit that they don't know the mathematical function of the interpolation they used—that's uh, a no-no in my view. But he let it happen. You, you, so in you, my you, view, you he was actually biased there. for the prosecution. Yeah.
1: Someone yeah. coming in from Aussie and says. Oh, go ahead, if, if you weren't finished. Yeah, well, I was just, just going to say... you. you. You've, no. you've got <laughs> enough questions. Ozian says, Innocence is presumed and not a guilty verdict. Affirms the presumption of innocence. Mm-hmm.
2: It presumes that he's 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 presumed innocent, and he got not guilty, but it doesn't mean, like, yeah. I agree.
1: Next up, Mango T. Says, JF Gary Eppie, if you were the father of the murdered protesters. How would you feel about Rittenhouse? Have the protesters murdered anybody that night?
3: Uh, I would simply feel that my children have been making poor decisions, which led uh, other people to properly use their right of self-defense against them.
1: This one coming in from Nada says, if you thought your younger sibling was about to be killed by a mob and someone saved your sibling's life via shooting mob members, would you be mad? I think that's for you, Brendan.
2: Um, I would if no, I wouldn't be mad. That's my kid. I don't care about pretty much anything else other than my kid in that situation. Um, I might later on like be mad if I felt that this shooting was unjustified or something, but you know, ultimately. What's most important is my kid is safe. Period. That's why I said that what JF, the way he responded, was absolutely monstrous. Like I'm a father. I know the instinct that you have for your child, like when they're born, when you hold them in your arms, when you when you raise them. And um yeah, I, I could not be objective when it comes to my kid.
1: You got it. This one coming in from Stephen Elliott says full metal jackets. Uh, full metal jackets are safer and less lethal than hollow point ammunition. Mm, not true. Says Brenton does not <laughs> understand how guns work. He is a soy boy. No, I made so that he, last he, part up, but go ahead. That's fine. Uh,
2: and, and again, by the way, I, I don't drink soy. It's bad for you. That's like the McDonald's of, of dairy alternatives. Um, again, I, I would highly recommend uh, Vega uh, uh, protein. So that's the first thing. Uh, the second thing is, is that, um, the, wait, what did he say before the soy thing? Cause that threw me. <laughs> sorry.
1: They said, if you thought, or I'm sorry, they said full metal jacket bullets are safer. Oh yeah.
2: Okay. This reminds me. Point. All right. I remember now. All right. So hollow point are more dangerous to individual people. Like the person who is shot with a hollow point bullet is more likely to take damage, like fatal damage from that bullet, but a full metal jacket bullet is more likely to fly through its target and hit someone unrelated behind them. Which, again, is why I'm saying, yeah, if you're going to go to a protest and if you've got a weapon and you think that, like, I might have to use this to save my life, it is better to have a one that is more lethal to one person than one that is less, less lethal to one person, more lethal to people who are uh, not at all involved and just happen to be standing around.
1: You got it. This one coming in from Coding Jesus says, Brendan, do you want Kyle to fire only after Gage pulls the trigger? If someone chases me with a gun and I'm on my back, I'm shooting before he does.
2: Yeah. So again, he wasn't, Gage was in the video, Gage was not pointing the gun at Kyle. He had the opportunity to shoot and kill Kyle, and he chose not to. The gun only got pointed at Kyle after his arm got shot through and he lost control of it. Um, And then that was you not showing the video, but using still images. He was tricked by the defense into saying that Kyle didn't shoot until he pointed it at him. But that was not the case. And he later recanted on television uh, and said that 100 percent he it had not happened the way he said it on the stand.
1: You got it. And thank you very much for your question from O says, Brenton, did Rittenhouse shoot Rosenbaum while Rosenbaum was a sleeping in his bed? or B, chasing Kyle and trying to take his gun?
2: Um, I don't know if he was trying to take his gun. He was chasing him, um, but he shot and killed him. Um, He fired too many rounds and wound up killing him as a result of carelessly firing too many times, hence why it was reckless homicide as opposed to intentional homicide.
1: This one for both. Thanks, Mango T. You got JF involved against this. Do you believe that this trial was orchestrated to further divide the United States? And moving forward, how has this trial affected your life?
3: No, it's not been organized intentionally with creating division, but it's a reflection of an existing division and the fact that prosecution attorneys are more and more interested in gathering funding for their electoral campaigns or somehow respect in their community. And they are more and more compelled and extorted to essentially follow the feelings of the mobs. And it's really not a good news for justice going forward.
2: I really wanted to like you and agree with you on that until you added like the feelings of the mobs. Prosecutors are not Obliged to follow like the feelings of the mobs. Prosecutors tend to think of well, I'll get into that later. But um, my my answer to this is this trial and incident was not. I, I agree with JF on that that this was not planned. Um, I will, however, say, and I don't think it's planned, but the coverage of the trial absolutely. Um, and, and I and I pointed out right at the beginning when I when I put the the biggest villain in this is the mass media which is stoking these divisions as a culture war as part of a um, uh, means to gain cliques, uh, respect, uh, clout, and, uh, pro- and above all profits. Um, the fact is, is that people, negativity sells and especially sells in the news. And so I think the media is in large part responsible for these divisions and they've gotten worse. And I also think the media is probably responsible for Kyle and the the fact that he actually went there and killed people. Uh, I I think he had a false view of uh, the world, just like a lot of the people here who seem to think there's a mob coming
1: to kill them. You got it. Thank you very much for this question. From Will Stewart says, Brenton, how many instances equates to a pattern is one instance a pattern 35 which number logically follows in this pattern from just the number
2: 35 i mean two i I don't know what he's talking about oh so i was thinking there was a meme there but no so it wasn't one incident creating a pattern you had him out like within the within the community people say he's behaving aggressively you have him admit to pointing his gun at someone then you have video that seems to show him pointing his gun at someone which directly respond which you see uh, Rosenbaum directly respond to so yeah do I believe a 17 year old pointed his gun at people needlessly yes obviously especially since he admitted he did it
1: you got So it, yes, man. that
2: is a pattern. It's it's a shorter pattern, but the, the problem then again is like how many grains of sand make a pile. It's it's just a, suge- a subjective judgment.
1: You got it, Raddo. says, Brenton did, we got that one. Adam Alexander says, Gro- Grosskreutz, am I saying that right? Was, mm-hmm. Wasn't was running at Kyle at full speed, Rosenbaum was. Getting pushed at full speed and hitting your head on the pavement can be deadly. You know, I'm going to
2: say running at him at full speed again, dude's 150 pounds soaking wet. Like, I think, honestly, um, I highly doubt if he had barreled into um, Rosenbaum, he would have been injured. Um, I also think that when you fall, you tend to fall on your butt um, and that will naturally protect you. So you would have to be like plowed into by somebody much bigger than you to generate the kind of force that it would take to, Cause some sort of deadly harm to him. Um, you know, he might have felt like it was deadly, but I don't think it possibly could have
1: been generated. This one from Kenzie 009 says, But JF, did you know that he cruised state lines? I think that was a parody. Yes, question.
3: Uh, I, I cruise straight li- stra- uh, state lines very often. I have to admit, uh, the leftists have been wanting to make it a crime, but it's still not a crime. You can still oh my cruise, God, it's not leftists, it's liberals. The state lines
2: do you understand the difference between leftists and liberals jf
3: well what i know is that i see leftists on social media i know that they are mm-hmm. leftists, and i know that they are ke- keeping to using these words cruising the state line and how i don't do know that know it's a violation that, of any law yeah how, how do you know that they're leftists i look at their bio i look at their past arguments i look at what they read yeah, and what, what do you see cap- what, what
2: do you see in their bio
3: I see deeply, I see support for the state, which makes you a leftist in my view.
2: Oh my Lord. This okay, one from anarchist, is... literal anarchist right here, giant A behind him,
3: complained about the state yeah, that, this entire time. <laughs> you can wear the label if you want, but that doesn't make you a true anarchist. I mean, yes, it does, because it falls directly within
2: a line of political and social thought that goes back this to Pierre Joseph Proudhon and Peter, Peter Kropotkin.
3: That's another debate.
1: This one from and says it is not reckless homicide. If you intentionally point the gun at someone and fire it, that's why it wasn't malignant heart murder or in parentheses reckless.
2: I'm confused. It's, he it was, re- it was reckless homicide. I thought he was saying something else at first. It was reckless homicide because he fired the four shots as opposed to firing like one or two shots when he, when he needed to deal with it. He instigated the situation, caused the problem, did not have the uh, protection of self-defense, and then fired more shots than he needed to because he was irresponsible.
1: Well, you guys might have to help me out uh, what this means. Give me some advice here. Barry Barry, thanks for your question, says, what do both of tonight's guests think of the oak hay Google Plagia? Rule, and plagia is spelled P-L-A-Y, like the word play, and then J-A.
2: I have those? no idea what that is.
1: The rule. Yeah, that's new to me. In the meantime, let's see, Yeah, I can Google that as well. Ozzyan has a question for you, Brenton. It says, Brenton, when you call Kyle a murderer, that is slander per se. A tort that can be brought against you. Stop defaming Kyle, please.
2: I don't believe I called him a murderer actually I called him an active shooter um and I said that I believed that his actions would and should be considered murder but I also said that the defi- that the decision of the court was was going to stand so no that wouldn't be defaming him
1: This from from coding Jesus says Brenton in your anarchist world wouldn't police be community based how do you reconcile the existence of men like Kyle with your anarchist vision?
2: Well, so in an, Anarchist society, you would have non-professional police that are taken from the community. Uh, they either volunteer or are selected uh, for temporary periods of time. Um, someone like Kyle would, m- might be interested in, in joining that militia eventually, but I don't think that the community would be interested in having him be, be a part of that until he has actually learned to use his weapon and to handle himself uh, properly. So, yeah, I mean, if you're talking about somebody showing up uh, with a weapon who is not part of the people that have been selected by the community to be uh, their police for uh, whatever period of time, yeah, society, the anarchists would uh, absolutely stop that person and hopefully as nonviolently and peacefully as possible.
1: This one coming in from Dr. Frost has a question for the moderator. Can you please pull up Brenton on the personal attacks rather than tackling the arguments?
2: I, I think I was really nice. I didn't even call JF a Nazi till the end. <laughs>
1: this one coming in from St- Stephen Elliott says Godwin's law says when you call someone to someone a Nazi, you have forfeited the debate.
2: Yeah, that was before there were actually a bunch of Nazis running around and before, you know, the 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 rise of the alt right. So Yeah, no. Godwin's law does not apply anymore, and Godwin himself has said that no, like when they're actually Nazis, it doesn't do it.
1: (laughs) This two-parter from Ozian says, Arbery's attackers and Kyle's attackers are probably guilty. Arbery and Kyle are innocent. How do you like them apples, Brenton?
2: Again, I, I don't see a comparison between Aubrey I haven't looked at the Aubrey case as close as I have with the uh, Rittenhouse case but I I don't think they're as equivalent as people want them to be people often have this like tendency to want to just grab stuff in the headlines and go like tit for tat to try to prove their opponents um, uh, to be hypocrites but like I, I feel like this one in particular is grabbing for straws
1: You got it. This one coming in from do appreciate your question. Coding Jesus says, Brent, if money isn't real, as you said in a past debate, is this trial Mm -hmm. even real?
2: I mean, is the trial like the process that is the trial? Yes, that's that's real. Obviously, that's a real process that actually happened. When I talk about money not being real, what I mean is that it, it has the same kind of reality as, say, inches do. Um, It is a intelligent system that we employ as a means of distributing uh, resources and authority. Um, I just think it's also a stupid system that's heavily buggy and possesses no actual reality. And We should move to a better system, and I've uh, suggested we use swarm technology instead.
1: You got it. JF, did you, I've got a question for you. This one coming in from a guest or a a person in the audience, but did you find, I I couldn't find it when I put Google Play Ja Rule I did not find anything what that means. Is that something that uh, we can are allowed to talk about? Oh,
2: Google Play. Oh, he, he, he's trying to trigger a, like if somebody has a, a, that must be what it is. Somebody's got like an Alexa in the room. He wants someone to say, Google play Jaw Rule and suddenly Jaw Rule starts playing. It's, that's a, it's a trap.
1: <laughs> interesting. Does that work? Anybody who's listening, Alexa, play Ja Rule. Like, does it work? <laughs> I'm curious. All right. This one coming in from Will Stewart says, Brenton. Can you tell us why a full metal jacket is more or less deadly in an instance? And do you believe that an AK forty seven and five fifty six round are equal?
2: Um, I don't think that they're equal. So, so first off, um, what I'm talking about when it, with the fi- with the full metal jacket, it is not about it being more deadly. It's about it being more likely to hit someone who is not involved in the altercation. If you're looking to defend yourself, you probably shouldn't use full metal jacket rounds unless it's like, you know, in a situation where you're fighting against a large force. Um, If you want to defend yourself in a protest, you want to shoot the person who is actually attacking you, not the five or six or seven people behind them.
1: Long nights YouTube and says, JF, if Kyle was a 17 year old black kid, do you think it would have ever been innocent? Would a church bail him out? Would anybody on the right defend him?
3: Absolutely. Uh, we just had a case actually decided today of a black man who was responding to a raid on his home and started shooting back because he believed that the people, the people were attacking his home. And he was found to be justified in self-defense. And so we have your answer there. Uh, the same case with a black man. He benefits from a self-defense protection. That's not the same case, though. But I would say well, I think the same it, case it, it, would have been yeah. worse. A, a, a black man persecuted on the street by a mob of one hundred white people—that would that would definitely move a <laughs> yeah. jury in the, the direction of self-defense.
2: So, uh, well, first off, I'll say that if a if a, if Kyle Rittenhouse had been black and shot and killed so he would have he like the police wouldn't have even bothered arresting him i think they probably would have shot him and killed him right there when he was walking around with his arm up but also i will say if you did have the if you had a reactionary black man attacking um you know uh, leftist protesters especially if they're like BLM protesters i think the right would embrace that person absolutely would i think that they and, and you can see it like with that one cultist guy who was always up there with trump they love their tokens so um yeah i think that uh you would see a similar response out of the right because ultimately i think what they believe in is their own power uh more than anything else
1: you got it this one coming in from alphabet says brenton have you ever filed and fought for an insurance claim whether pp Mm -hmm. or rp dmg and understood the totality of the life-altering changes that it entails
2: um so i don't know what the pp rng or whatever he's talking about there refers to um i have you know fought through insurance claims i've won on some and i've lost on others but like I'm I'm not sure what this is getting at. If you guys can help me understand what this guy is trying to say, I don't quite get it.
1: I'm not sure myself.
3: Yeah, I think it's in reference to a very early point you've made about, uh, but, but it's not important. It's about the impact on everyone's life, including Kyle's life. But
1: mm-hmm.
3: um, uh, I think it's irrelevant.
1: Okay. This one coming cool. in from Stephen Elliott says, why is Brenton defending someone that I... Well, I suppose we said every other bad word. So they said, why is Def- Brenton defending someone that raped two black children and was going around yelling the N-word on the night in question? I think they're referring to I, oh, they're talking
2: about Rosenbaum. I'm not defending him. He was a horrible human being. Um, I'm just saying he didn't deserve to die. And also, Kyle didn't know that he was a horrible human being. Uh, you know, he could have been a, a great guy and Kyle still would have killed him. So, yeah, um, I'm definitely not defending that guy.
1: You got it. And Come and Get It says all ammo is FMJ or full metal jacket for modern commons. Please don't act like it means anything, Brandon. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) if you don't know an argument, don't try to (laughs) peddle lies. Okay, so first off, no, you can get other
2: kinds of ammo. It's just that full metal jacket is the most common kind of ammo. But at the same time, just because it's common doesn't mean you should be taking it to a protest. Because again, it will hit its target and keep going. And I don't like the idea of shooting people that just happen to be in the wrong place at the wrong time when you're trying to defend yourself. Uh, I do think it's probably dumb to take an AR-15 to a protest if you want to protect yourself. Take a freaking shotgun i don't know something that's going to um i don't know guns but you want to look at something that's not going to involve other people that will still stop the threat
1: you got it and joshua larson says "G-Man one thanks for that and pseudonym says both for both of you same outcome if the defendant wasn't Caucasian, we kind of already covered that. No, definitely not. He would he
2: would be in jail right now if Let's the see. defendant definitely were, covered it, that. were not Caucasian.
1: This one coming in from Come and Get It says, Brenton, you really... It says, Brenton, you really don't understand ammo. Full metal jackets are not more deadly to more people. The cost uh, of the ammo is the reason most people use it. Hollow mm-hmm. is to cash.
2: Yeah, again, not more deadly... The fact that it's going to continue to go and hit more people, like again, like the hollow point is more deadly to a person that it hits. Full metal jacket is going to continue, uh, is going to continue after it hits its target and keep going.
1: You got it. This one coming in from, and we can no longer take any more new questions. We've got to get our guests out of here. It's been an hour and 45 yeah, and it minutes. it's like the
2: same question five times.
1: <laughs> this one coming in from T Torchon says, Brent, when society begins to come apart. And after the fifth missed meal, the ones who have largely ignored your fellow traveling will eat you first. Um, So,
2: no, because first off, society is not going to eat itself. That's not how things we have seen time and time again, like when there has been a social breakdown and people have less, we actually become better towards each other. It's it's an ingrained instinct that we have. Um, and in fact, it's kind of this ridiculous fantasy that you guys have about, you know, the the masses coming for you that's never been the case within society when there have been breakdowns that uh, resulted in political violence like the french revolution for instance yeah there were mobs that went after people but they went after the aristocrats um similarly like um the idea that like i'm trying to get in good with some supposed communist uprising that I, that, and I think they'll spare me. No, if society breaks down, I will be spared because I have actual real relationships with the community and the people around me, um, that I know and, and, and like, not because of, uh, like virtue signaling positions. It's ridiculous. Like, you serve a part in your actual community with your actual friends and your actual associates, that's what's going to protect you in a social breakdown. And oftentimes social breakdowns are less dangerous to people than the state.
1: You got it. I, I would keep- say
3: the mob violence, he accuses us of making it a fantasy, but it is not. Mobs have come for Jesus Christ and they have come for Cal in the house. <laughs> and thankfully we now have rights to self-defense. <laughs> You gotta
2: say there has got to be some Godwin's law version where you try to compare. So first of, aren't you an atheist?
3: I'm an atheist, but I believe that Cal is the second coming of the Christ.
2: Okay, this is when they say fascists like don't believe in words and yeah, <laughs> have no uh, ideological consistency. I guess that's what it is. This
3: one coming no, in? I, I don't believe that Cal is sanctified. I don't believe he's magic or that he comes from God. I just believe he's another iteration of a man who has made a path of persecution, who had to endure persecution by unjust people, yelling at him, saying, get him, hurting him, and that he he had to go through uh, the path of the cross, just like Jesus did.
2: That is the weirdest thing I think I've ever heard. Like, so first off, Kyle wasn't heavily persecuted and in fact he had like he was given uh did did anybody give jesus like half a million dollars for his defense did jesus have like the the huge um i i guess town criers all running around telling everybody what a great guy jesus was absolutely not jesus was a complete yes, and outsider. That, that's outside.
3: christianity actually that's christianity the town but no no, no no jesus it died last, well it lasted two thousand
2: years after his death Okay, well, that's wonderful for Jesus.
3: He's dead. (laughs) Yeah, too bad they they got him, but they didn't get caught.
2: Oh, my Lord. This is the the weirdest thing. And like. Coming
1: uh... in from. (laughs) This one coming from Eric Quartucci. Let me know if I pronounced it right. Says Brenton, the quote unquote anarchist, arguing for the incarceration of someone who was defending themselves. Your position proves you're not an anarchist, full stop
2: no it absolutely does not prove that i'm not an anarchist so first off i was talking as i was talking about this uh situation i do not support the criminal justice system i support restorative justice that and i don't think that anybody can ever get a fair shake from the actual primitive criminal justice system that we have now Um, In this instance, I was talking about the problem being the kind of behavior that this ruling is going to prompt within people within our society by giving an incentive for people to attack and an incentive for people to defend themselves in that attack. Uh, We're going to see something, and I think over the next uh, decade and a half, because of this ruling, we're going to see something not unlike uh, bleeding Kansas in the United States in the 1800s. Um, Now, again, yeah, eventually, I think prison abolition is a great idea. I think the criminal justice system is damaged beyond repair and should be destroyed and replaced with something better. But at this point within this context, I'm simply saying by, um, by absolving Kyle Rittenhouse, you have created the incentive for people to want to emulate him which is going to mean more attacks. And you have created the fear that you're basically within people on the leftist end of this thing, um, they're going to have to be armed and they're going to have to shoot to kill. Like that is a very dangerous thing to do. And it is bad for society overall. You got
1: it, Dan. Thank you very much for this question. This one coming in from Will Stewart says, Brenton, you keep referring to the, quote, four shots. How many times are people taught to fire in order to eliminate a threat in certified classes?
2: I don't know. I'm not a gun guy. But I also know that Kyle shot three times more than he had to to eliminate the threat.
1: This one coming from Will Stewart says, Brenton, in your, quote, pattern, unquote, How many times did Kyle point his firearm at someone before the first shooting?
2: We don't know, but we know it was at least twice.
1: This one coming in from Mike MC says, 2A isn't about race. It's about self defense.
2: What's he referring to with 2A?
1: I'm not sure. Second Amendment. That makes Uh, sense. Second Amendment.
2: Was anybody talking about it being about race? You got it in chronic. Yeah, I don't think so.
1: Chronic Boom says Brenton should Kyle be sued for medical malpractice because he was a surgeon with that shotgun. Um,
2: so first off, thank you for quoting Kill Bill. Uh, second of all, he didn't have a shotgun; it was in a uh, it was an AR-15, and uh, he wasn't particularly good with it. Um, again, he near he he missed. One of his targets, he um, shot and more shots than he needed to, um, and he had people like in his line of fire when he was killing Rosenbaum.
1: This one coming in from Dank Burrito says, Breonna Taylor's boyfriend shot at the cops, and they just questioned him and let him go. Token is racist and insulting, Brenton. Yeah,
2: so again... Um, there were charges brought against Rihanna Taylor's boyfriend. They were dropped later on because of the intense uh, clusterfuck that that whole thing was. Um, but like, again, yeah. Was he not killed? Um, no. Cause she was. Um, and I, I, you know, so I don't, I don't see a comparison here.
1: This one coming in from Ethel Logos says, Brenton all else held constant. If Rittenhouse was black, would you believe he acted in self-defense?
2: No. If Rittenhouse, if, if a black reactionary went out and um, shot and killed uh, leftist protesters um, in the very way that he did, no. I'd, and I think I said that earlier. I said that that would happen. I think the right would embrace them and I'd be making this exact same argument.
1: This one coming in from Mr. Monster says, Kyle is legally innocent but morally guilty. Yes. This one coming in from Stephen Elliott says, a shotgun can shoot up to 87 projectiles at a time in a wide pattern. Why does Brenton recommend a shotgun to avoid hitting innocent people?
2: Because, uh, well, one, because it's good at actually stopping. But again, I'm not a gun guy. I'm just saying, you know, you go into that situation and AR-15 is not the weapon that you probably want to bring.
1: You got it, and This one, I think our last question. Stellar J. Atkins says, oh, no, quote, they're quoting. So they're saying, quote, they're quoting you, they say. They say, quote, oh, no, people might defend themselves and give. <clears throat> sorry, I screwed that up. Oh, no, people might defend themselves and their communities from state governments from state-endorsed rabid mobs, according to the self-claimed anarchist.
2: State-endorsed rabid mobs. What the hell are you talking about? The guy, people in that mob are getting prosecuted by the state right now. So how exactly did the state endorse any of this? You're just making shit up.
3: Uh, uh, by having the several U.S. politicians who have advocated for let's make trouble, let's make it hard for the right, by having Joe Biden tweet that Kyle House was some kind of white supremacist. Clearly, the state has um, taken its side here. It's siding with the crowd. Okay, you don't the know crowd. what the state it's is. With the politicians are not mystery. the
2: state. Politicians are government. The state is the military, the police, the court, and the prison systems. They of, they can sometimes overlap. But I will not let the same people
3: thing. judge based on what they've heard from you.
1: Out of curiosity, I don't even. Go ahead. Sorry.
3: Oh, I I don't even have anything to add. I think that what you just said is so ridiculous. People can judge it for themselves. Oh
2: my God! Read Max Weber, uh, the prominent anti-Marxist. His work, uh, his his philosophical work on the state, is at the core of a number of anarchist criticisms of the state specifically in the state is the monopoly on violence. The, the the actors who act within the bureaucracy as politicians are the government. Government is something we do. Uh, we can hate it or like it depends on the form that it takes and who's involved in it. The state is the actual physical force. The difference between the state and the government is the difference between a police officer and your local city council member. You have a very different uh, interaction with both of them. I reject
1: this- these semantics. I do have a question. That, I mean, it's, not it's to... basic political philosophy, JF. <laughs> so yeah, what were you saying, James? I can't help but ask. My, now I'm not taking sides. I'm just like a curious person in terms mm-hmm. of. Brenton is uh did did Biden call, Kyle a white supremacist? And I don't what know. What are your thoughts on that? If I can be an audience member, just out of curiosity. So I'm not trying to yeah. pin you down.
2: I wasn't aware that Biden would have done that. Um, I don't think he did. If he did, I, I guess that's irresponsible because there wasn't any proof. And I guess Kyle should sue Biden for lying. Um, but I don't. I really don't think Biden ever called him a white supremacist. I'm just the only reason. I'm so Biden
3: is... Biden tweeted a, a picture of Kyle Rittenhouse, and mm-hmm. he tweeted this, the the following words. There's no other way to put it. The president of the United States refused to disavow white supremacists on the debate stage last night. Are you willing tonight to condemn the white supremacists and militia group and to say that they need to stand down and not add to the violence in a number of these cities, as we saw in Kenosha and as we've seen in Portland, with a picture of Kyle Rittenhouse on his tweet? So there's yeah, no so way white militia. supremacists was, was identifying yeah. anyone else than Kyle Rittenhouse here. I mean, I think that's probably he's
2: being a little um, uh, what's the what, what's the word he's being a little broad with it, but I would say you could apply Kyle Rittenhouse to the militia, which he was. So yeah, this one I, I, in. like the tweet didn't say Kyle Rittenhouse is a, a white supremacist. I will agree that maybe um, the implication isn't cool, but I, I don't think he has a case to sue him
1: for that. Juicy, and this one coming in from Snuck at last stuck one in uh, in the last moment. Stephen Elliott says if. If Brenton didn't have double standards, he would have no standards at all. Oh, that's boring. Give me one double standard. Juicy. Well, I want to say thanks to our guests. It has been a juicy one tonight, that's for sure. They are, guests, they are linked in the description box, and that includes, if you're listening via the podcast, as we put our guest links in the dis description box of each podcast episode, which is uploaded to the podcast within 24 hours of every live show. So, I want to say thank you, JF and Brenton. It has been a juicy one. I want to also say, folks, I got to say an extra thanks to JF and Brenton tonight, as both of them agreed to be on call as we were waiting for the results of the trial. And so, I really do appreciate your guys' flexibility with that. As this really is a big turnout; people have really enjoyed this, and so I do appreciate you guys. It's been a true pleasure.
3: Thanks for having us.
1: Absolutely. Our pleasure. And with that, I'll be back in just a moment, folks, with updates on upcoming debates, including Is Islam Dangerous? Tomorrow morning, you don't want to miss it. So I'll be right back in a post-credit scene in just a moment. Ladies and gentlemen, want to say thanks so much for being with us. Do want to let you know about some of the juicy upcoming debates, as we have a lot coming up, folks. I don't want you to be surprised. I would love for you to be able to get to see these, as they're going to be a lot of fun. I am optimistic, in particular tomorrow, as I mentioned in the morning. In fact, so about twelve hours from now, we'll be back with a debate on whether or not Islam is violent. So, or is Islam harmful? So you don't want to miss that debate. I would encourage you to hit that subscribe button if you haven't already, as well as my dear friends, I've got to tell you, we've got a lot of juicy debates coming up. You have already seen it in the bottom right of your screen. Destiny and Stefan Molyneux will collide for the first time at the end of this month. You do not want to miss that one either, as it's going to be juicy. And you guys, we've got a lot coming up. Next Tuesday, we are setting up a debate on whether or not trans identities ought to be, you could say, validated or agreed with or affirmed. That will be a controversial one on Tuesday, and that is starring Sean Last and the other guest is yet to be confirmed, but do want to say hello to you in the old chat before we do move on. Two, talking about other upcoming debates in particular. Glad to have you here. Gajal Har News. Thanks for dropping in. Let me know if I'm pronouncing that right. Thought Patrol. Glad you're with us, as well as Biff Tannen and Al Jim. Pumped you made it, as well as Bill Gates' faux turkey ass. Thanks for being with us, as well as Brooke Chavez. Good to see you there. And Duncan Dunitz. Thanks for coming by, as well as Disabled Master Chief. Glad you were here. Thunderbird. Pumped you were with us. Biff Tannen, pumped you made it. I'm a huge Back to the Future fan. Nobody's a bigger Back to the Future fan than me. Believe me. This one from, or I should say, Ansau. Am I pronouncing it right? Thanks for coming by. Truth Defenders, glad you are here, as well as Time Lord and Thunderbird. Captain Penguin, pumped you are with us, as well as Vuzenshi. Thanks for dropping in, as well as Science Works in Mysterious Ways. I am the... Let's see. I just saw it in the old chat. Chat's moving fast on me. I am the Angie. Let's see. I'm trying to understand. Is it supposed to be pronounced Angie? Angie? I don't know, but we're glad you're here. Manic Pandas, thanks for coming by. Says, that was fun, LOL. It was fun, and we do appreciate our guests. And that's why I want to encourage you to attack the arguments instead of the person. And I want to say Sideshow Nav, thanks for coming by. Says, Congrats on the most awesome Friday, me amigo. Congrats. Thank you for your kind words. I don't know if I told you guys, folks, for about six months, I've been preparing for an exam. In particular, it's my it was my comprehensive exam for my doctoral program. And it has been an exhausting six months. It's been a kind of pr- pretty high pressure six months of like just trying to have a sense of urgency about preparing. It has been, whew, to say the least, wild. And so exciting to have gotten to have taken that exam today I am exhausted that was it was brutal so I am pumped to have that probably out of the way I find out in about two weeks on whether or not I passed and that is it's going to be a slightly pressured two weeks but it's at least I I can take a break from my uh, preparing for that exam for two weeks which is nice and I've also got fall break in front of me right now which is great so I'm excited for that. But I want to say whew, thanks for your kind words I show now. That's it's encouraging and I'm optimistic, cautiously optimistic. If I have to take the exam over, I'll survive. Worst things have happened and I will pursue and persist and take it again and pass it if I have to. But my hope is that I would be able to have this first time count in terms of passing it. But Ryan, Ryan Lion, thanks for coming by. Thanks for your kind words. It says, good one. Thanks, James, and Modern A Debate. Thank you, friend, for your support. Social Slacker, glad you were with us, as well as Amanda. Good to see you, Amanda. And Brooke Chavez, glad you are here, as always, as well as Time Lord. And let's see. Hannah Anderson says, hello. Hope your exam went great. Good to see you. Thank you. I seriously appreciate that, Hannah. And then let's see wind good to see you again long nights youtube and glad you were with us again glad you are here reality hits thanks for coming by as well as oh i'm tired can you guys tell my brain is <sighs> shot <sighs> but amanda says but you made it to the finish line and wind says i hope you get it james thank you so much for your encouragement is uh it has been exhausting. Seriously. Manic Panda says, Hey James, good luck with your results. Thank you for that. That means a lot. Oliver Catwall says, congratulations. Thank you. That means a lot. And Time Lord says, cheers James. Wish you luck buddy. Thank you. And then let's see, John Teske. Thanks for coming by. Glad you were here. And want to say, huge thanks to our guests linked in the description, which reminds me, I am going to plug Brenton. I, I, forgive me, Brenton. I, I forgot. I got well, I'm going to mention it on air that I I told Brenton I would put his re- most recent Kickstarter what's the word I'm looking for most recent Kickstarter link in the description box of which I am doing right now and so my apologies for being late on that and want to say though you guys I am excited and so yeah I I actually yeah I I really do I want to remind you that that link is in the description as well as brenton's other link for his youtube channel as well as jf's link for his youtube channel and so i do want to mention that as like i said we do appreciate the guests and so let's see right here this is his recent kickstarter and but yeah we do appreciate both of our guests we all of our guests the debaters are the lifeblood of the channel we do appreciate them and that is the link to derudy on behalf of brenton now i do want to mention let me just pull this page up again to get to say yeah i am pumped you guys i i feel i am really excited well wait we're at 350 live viewers we are at only 266 likes we can easily hit 275 likes we have we're only nine away from 275 likes my dear friends if you've forgotten like oh yeah like i forgot the like buttons down there Go ahead and hit that like button. And also, I'm curious, when is it that YouTube is going to get rid of the dislike count? You know, SoyTube is getting rid of the dislike count on videos. So, hey, I mean, if you if you want to let her rip, you might as well hit the dislike button now because you're not going to be, well, you'll be able to click it in the future, but you won't be able to see the amount of dislikes on a video because YouTube has gone full soy, they will not show the dislikes, which is amazing. They don't want, I mean, it's, a, it's a, maybe it's part of the self-esteem movie. Yeah, everybody gets a trophy. And I mean, you know, you're like, oh, James, easy for you to say. You get, you know, you get likes on the video. You have, you have great uh, ratios in terms of likes to dislikes. I, I would say, first of all, we've got even better ratios than the, than you think. Those 24 dislikes that you're seeing under the video right now, they are actually likes from all of our viewers in australia so we're really technically at about 300 likes and so we're 300 for 300 so far but i also want to mention oh it is the case that some of our videos get dislike bombed there is one recently you guys (laughs) i love av There, there's ways in which I'll, you know, this is the first time I'm getting to address it. Well, the first time I'm addressing it on camera is that, you know, I can grow as a moderator. It's true that all of our moderators can grow in terms of Amy or Kaz or Converse or Carissa. And and I'll be the first to admit it that we can all grow and we can improve our moderation. So I but I also want to say if you've ever looked at the debate between Raw and Nathan Thompson, which is about a year ago. Oh, it's got to be almost exactly a year ago. I think it might actually be about exactly a year ago. I remember I moderated that debate, uh, and that has probably got more dislikes than any video on YouTube. Maybe not really, but it's got an awful lot. And my point is this. We do get dislike bombs sometimes, but I I still think it's like, what? Like YouTube's going full soy, and they don't want to have like, you know, because that's kind of a badge of honor for me. So, So, Namely... I mean, I'll admit, I could have moderated better in that debate. I'll be the first to admit it. I'm looking at it right now. Let's see. Let's. Oh, I'm surprised that actually now it has more likes than dislikes. Huh. That's kind of weird. But nonetheless, my point is this. It still has 900 dislikes compared to 1,100 likes. So the ratio is not good. And I want to say, I will admit, I could have moderated that better. But nonetheless, it's something that we never, for example, because creators can, you know, change it to not show the dislikes on a video. I've never done it with that video. And I had a lot of, a lot, a lot of heat, a lot of emails, a lot of, you name it, a lot of uh, less than flattering optimism regarding that video. And nonetheless, we've kept the dislikes there because we're not going full soy. We'll, we'll just, you know, it's, we're going to just like, let it fly and Thanks for your kind words. I'm the Angie, as well as Iron Horse. Says showing his true soy colors. LOLs. Let's see. Nobody likes soy more than me. Sideshow Nav says, at least you have a brain, James. I only have a speedo. I appreciate your humility, Bob. That's a kind. <laughs> Thank you, man. And then oh yeah, V Vuzenshi says, Do we have to refresh to see description updates? Yes, you do. That's a good point. Or well, I think you do. They also says they also said Oh, we don't. Epic. It's good to know. Good for YouTube on being that fast. Martin Jorgensen, thanks for coming by. We're glad you were with us as well as. Surgeon General, good to see you. Says, lash the smike button. I agree. We're at 279. We can easily get to 290. We're only 11 likes away to 290. And we've got 350 people, 352 people watching. My dear friends, want to encourage you, it really does. The word on the streets, I mean, well, that's the thing. Is like it's a low-cost behavior. It takes about two seconds. Is that the word on the streets is that hitting a like button helps boost the video in the algorithm. So if you thought that your side won tonight, if you thought your side was more persuasive, a good way to get the video in the algorithm at a higher level, namely to get it recommended to more people in their recommended videos, well, hit that like button. That helps. Banana Republic, thanks for coming by, as well. It says mine doesn't show the amount already. Oh, really? You serious? I didn't know that. Can everybody see the dislikes? Oh, Time Lord says the button is there, but there's no counter. No way. I wonder if. Oh, Oliver Catwall says I can't see the amount now either. You know, maybe it's just me. I I can see we got eleven, we got a twenty-four dislikes. So. That's amazing. I had no idea. Maybe it's just because I'm the, you know, it's from our channel. That's why we're able to see. And then Surgeon General says, congrats on passing in advance. That's kind of you. Although I, I want to be cautious, cautiously optimistic. I, I really don't know. I, I did a practice exam the other day and I thought it went well. And I got some pretty humbling feedback where I was like, whoa, all right. I don't, you know, like can't get cocky here. But Darren E. Von Braun, thanks for coming by, as well as Iron Horse and, let's see here, Bond, glad to see you, as well as Grigory Asayan, thanks for coming by. Let me know if I'm pronouncing it right. As well as Pedro H.M. says, I can see it. There's 24 dislikes. Good, Thanks for letting me know. And then A. Zeus says, I can see the number. 25 dislikes. Whoever just hit that dislike button. Screw you. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> it really, the word, the rumor is that a dislike helps just as much as a like. And in fact, that's the funny thing. YouTube is like, I, I really do suspect. No, I'm not kidding. You you may think I'm saying this just because I like, I'm trying to spite the people that hit the dislike button. I'm not. I really think YouTube, if anything, may be more likely to recommend it to you if you dislike it. You are like, why, why would that be, James? I think... In social media contexts, oftentimes when you get pissed off, you spend more time on the social media platform. And so I think when YouTube sees that you hit the dislike button, they think of it as like, oh, this, this person's triggered by this. And people do, I think, sp- and there, I think there's even research on it that people spend more time engaging with content that pisses them off. So, ah. I mean, I I wouldn't trust YouTube. Like, for real, that's the trick. I mean, like, this is a, YouTube is a monster business. And they're happy to have as many advertisers as they can. And if they know that, uh, maybe this is conspiratorial, but I'm almost certain there's research. I'm virtually 99.9% certain there's peer-reviewed research. People will spend longer amounts of time on content that triggers them. Isn't that crazy? And I think YouTube uses, they're like, oh, people hitting the dislike button, that may be their way of doing it. We're almost at 290 likes. We're only four away. My dear friends, hit that like button as we're only four away from 290, which is huge. want to say thanks for your support though, seriously. For those of you who have hit the like button since I started asking in this after show, of which there were, it's about 30, it about, oh, almost 30 now. Thank you, for real. Thank you for doing that, seriously. And you can let me know in the chat, and I will personally thank you. And I really do appreciate that. Norman Bates, good to see you there, as well as Darren E. Von Braun. Thanks for coming by. Let me drink this delicious water. Mmm. I like that. All right. Let me tell you this. Did you hear that? Okay. Molasses, glad you're here, as well as I've got to tell you guys, we've got big news. Oh, that's right. Sorry, Brooke. Brooke says, Twitch loves you. I think thank you for your kind words, Brooke. Seriously, Tapazzo, good to see you. Brooke Sparrow, good to see you, as well as Relevant AF. Is that Relevant Artificial Flowers again? Pumped you were here. Artificial flowers is like the cool new term. But Ozzyon says, you bastard, you just played music on my fire. That's funny. It worked. So if I were to say, for example, Alexa, play Macho Man. Will it work? Will your Alexa device start playing <clears throat> Macho Man? I, maybe I have to be more specific. Google, play Macho Man by the YMCA. I have to know this if it works. And Alexa, play Macho Man by the YMCA. By the way, my favorite song. Check that if it didn't work. Alexa, play It's Raining Men. But yes, I do. I am excited, you guys. So sorry. But I I am pumped to have you here. And if it really is triggering your Alexa, I'm sorry. But Let's see. Relevant AF pumped. You were with us as well as Holy Squirrel seven 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 and Ozian. You're my boy. I've got to tell you guys, we have really big stuff. I know. I'm so. Oh, it's warm. I had to take off the old blazer because it's it's hot in here. John Teske, glad you were with us, as well as Andrew Kroll. Good to see you. And let's see. Lord of Lord of Flack, glad you were here. We're at 289 likes. That means one more like will get us to 290. Would you like to be the 290th? Melody Kate, thanks for coming by, says, Oh, I I clicked like, already a subscriber. No A-L-E-X-A in the house for the reason currently. Oh, that's funny. Because would streamers say that? Um, Let's see. Let's see. Uh, Let's see. Oh, Azu says someone actually got A-L-E-X-A to order stuff by doing that. Oh, that is funny. You guys, I am so sorry. I, well, I won't do that to you. I'm tempted to do it because that's even more funny, but I won't. I will only say, Alexa, play It's Raining Men. I'm <laughs> sorry. Okay. <clears throat> it's not funny. This one coming in from D. Badrow. Let me know if I'm pronouncing it right, D. Says, AP, tomorrow at noon. Yes, it's true. Tomorrow at noon, you don't want to miss it. Believe me. You guys, it is going to be a juicy one. In particular, is Islam dangerous? You guys, I am excited for that one. And I will be here to moderate that personally. I am so glad that I can do more moderation now that this uh, exam is out of the way. Lord willing for good, but who knows? But Melody Kate, thanks for your support of the channel. And then Amanda says, yes, big things coming. It is so true. I've got to tell you. <laughs> Oliver Catwell says, "Blazer off. It's raining, James. That's funny. And then Soldier of is good to see you. He says, sorry, I missed this. Is there an after show? And then Brooke Chavez, there is on Discord which is linked in the description and also pinned at the top of the chat. Thank you, Let's Farm, who is linked in, I should say, his chat is pinned at the top of the chat with a link to our Discord. Want to encourage you to check it out as Let's Farm and others have done a fantastic job of making the Discord epic, so we're excited about that. It's been growing, and so thank you so much for that Let's Farm. Seriously, and then... Hold on. By the way, let's farm. Thanks to your patience the other day as we were in contact, and I'm so sorry that I was so exhausted and wiped out. I was probably I was short with you, and I was kind of like, oh, I was like, oh, I was like, Duh. so forgive me for that. Seriously, I am sorry. I was Wednesday. I was pretty stressed, and uh, I, oh, it was right after I got the humbling feedback on my practice exam. That was why I was like, oh, I was like, oh, I was like this discord. Oh. But so thank you, Larry. Thank you. Uh, sorry. What I meant to say is. Thank you, Rupert. And Eric, glad you're here. Pumped you made it. I see you there in the old live chat. And that's Eric with a C. Now, also, Azus says, I just joined the Discord. I am pumped to hear that, Azus. seriously. A fun community. I, I, like people are always saying, it, it's, a, it's a blast there. And I want to say thanks to Let's Farm and others who have made it awesome. Squeezel Diesel, thanks for coming by, says sweet. We we're at 294 likes, you guys. We we're only six likes away from 300. If there was ever a number worth clicking the like button for, it would be to get us to 300 live likes. Seriously, my dear friends want to say we're excited. We're very excited. Let me tell you what we're excited about. We are going to host a three-day conference this January. You think I'm just making this up. You're like, oh, this is just pie-in-the-sky stuff, James. It's it's not really real. No, no, no. Believe me, it's real. A three-day conference. Our plan is to have one one day for science debates, one day for religion debates, and one day for political debates. About four debates per day. I'm dead serious. You guys, it is going to be absolutely epic. You do not want to miss this. All except some of the secret debates, which we will have some secret debates that go on and they will be ones that basically you'd have to you'd have to be there in person with the VIP access. Those will be not streamed live. However, the rest will be streamed live and we will be in person streaming these from Dallas in January this is going to knock your socks off it is going to be ginormous my dear friends this is i really do believe going to help modern day debate take huge leaps and bounds in terms of our growth as a channel as well as our impact on YouTube, because we believe in the vision. And you know what vision that is, my dear friends. Namely, we are striving to provide a neutral platform so that everybody can make their case on a level playing field, discussing the meaningful topics of our time. And so, my dear friends, we are excited as we are fulfilling that vision always striving to fulfill it more as well. And we are going to fulfill that in Dallas as we are absolutely excited. You guys, this is, I'm serious. We're talking big time, like big time guests, big time debates, panels. It is going to be ginormous. If you live in Texas, it will be worth the trip. Whether you be in Dallas where it's in your backyard, or if you were in Houston and you have to drive a few hours It is honestly, I am pumped. I am like so excited. Bond says three-day conference in Dallas. Okay, James, when you're here, we need to get in a lifting session at the gym. That may work because I do love to lift. It is a great stress reliever. And Squeezel Diesel says, What is the Discord? It is the modern day debate discord, it's the official modern day debate discord. And it's the only one that has, the, you could say, the blessing of the Modern Day Debate YouTube channel in terms of using all of the, like, it, it is like the Modern Day Debate Discord. And so, want to let you know, we do appreciate Let's Farm and others who have done a fantastic job there. We really do appreciate all of their effort. And then Brooke Chavez says, where are the links that are normally in the description? I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, you're right. That's weird. Huh. I didn't even notice it. You're right. Well, let me fix that. Because yeah, we do usually have like our podcast links and our Discord link. Uh, but yeah, I, I do want to mention though, my dear friends. Whew, we're excited. We are I'm serious. This, if you live in Texas, you will want to make this in person. As it is, it's gonna be an absolute blast. You don't want to miss it. And I would love to get to meet you, folks. If you happen to live in Texas, it's gonna be an epic one. But let me find this. I, I'm gonna update. The links because, yeah, that is weird. I don't know why. Maybe Restream did some sort of weird update, but I'm going to find it right now. And I do have to tell you, my dear friends, we are excited. We also just passed 58,000 subscribers earlier this week. Want to say thank you so much, as that was a new milestone for Modern Day Debate. We are excited and on a determined march to hit 60,000 subscribers. By the end of this year, and we believe me, we are determined, and it is going to be gigantic, my dear friends. As we are excited to fulfill the vision of providing a neutral platform so everybody can make their case on a level playing field. And I'm thanks, Brooke, again, seriously, for letting me know about all those links that are missing from the Modern Day Debate description box. Now, my dear friends, you may not know; you might be like, Modern Day Debate has a podcast. What are you? 300 likes thanks so much for those of you who have hit like 301 likes amazing thank you so much for those of you who have supported the channel by doing that we are excited and i'm going to put in these links as i or i should say the rest of the modern day debate stuff in the old live or in the old description box and i've got to tell you my dear friends We are excited to have hit 50,000 subscribers. That for me was really encouraging. I really am pumped up. I think that was Monday or Tuesday. And so my dear friends, and that's what I call you. I don't don't think there's anything like immoral or, or anything like that. When people call like, oh, like the fans of our channel, I do not call you fans. I do not call you subscribers. I call you friend. And I'm very serious about this. Whether you be atheist, whether you be Christian, whether you be Republican, whether you be Democrat, you name it. Whether you be black, white, gay, straight, a Biden backer, or a Trump supporter, we are glad you are here, and I am very serious when I say it is my goal to be a friend to all of you, and seriously, I, I do appreciate you guys. Thanks so much for all of your support of the channel, and I do want to, well, I always chat, I hope you always know, like, I'm excited to hear from you in chat, so I do want to encourage you, how are you guys doing? Please do let me know, as I do like to get to hear how you're doing, and so, it is, it is always for me. I, I just I do want to know if there's something I can do to make your day better. And so thanks for being with us. And, oh, I've got to tell you this. I, I want to tell you this as well. The Sheffield Kid says, amazing. Thanks, Sheffield Kid. That means a lot. As well as New Nation, thanks for coming by. We are glad you are here. And so whew, I want to let you know, if you ever have an issue with the channel, if you're like, James, I am pissed about something that happened the other day oh that's funny Andrew Kroll you're right Google subscribe to the YouTube channel modern-day debate or do I have to say okay Google subscribe to modern-day debate the YouTube channel you guys got to let me know does that actually work because i'm gonna say that in every stream if it works but yeah i do want to say matthias thanks for coming by we're glad you were with us and thanks for your support already 303 likes i've got to tell you this gregory assayan says james do you have an opinion on this trial i don't don't know a lot about it i'm willing to you know i'm willing to answer you know just because uh I don't think it's like I, I don't see how it became so politi- politicized and I, and by the way I don't think it's too politicized because I, I do know a lot of people on the left, politically speaking, who are happy that Kyle is uh, not guilty. Uh, so I don't know if it's too politicized. Like I'm, I'm willing to share since you asked. Like I, I I haven't studied it in depth, so that's why I feel really like I'm going out on a limb here and I'm tra- I'm not taking a hard stance. Where I'm like, uh, I I would have thought of it as self defense, and. That's just what I know. Maybe there's information that would change my mind. Absolutely. Like, so it's not like a hard and fast stance. But, but yeah, let's see. Squeezle Diesel says, I don't know how to find modern-day debate on Discord. Well, if you click on the pinned, there's a, uh, right now in the live chat, I have pinned a comment to the top of the live chat. If you click on that comment, you will see a link to our Discord. I think it's the link to the Discord invite. And then Abu, thanks for coming by, as well as a rebuke and reprove. We are glad you were here. But, yeah, I do have to say, my dear friends, we are excited about this in-person conference. We'll give you new details. It's been so busy today that I haven't even gotten to. I was going to get the green screen today, but I didn't get to. That's why I've been looking kind of funky where I got the, like, the weird glow around my head. Is It's been that busy that I didn't even get the the green screen. So, we are excited, though. And, and then Amanda also just shared the Discord link, and I'll, I'll pin that at the top of the chat as well. So if you want to click on that from Amanda in the live chat, you can. If, and also, though, my dear friends, if you did not know Modern Day Debate has a Discord, or I'm sorry, a podcast, because you might be thinking, James, are you serious? Yes, I am serious. I'm very serious. Right now, I will encourage you, pull out your phone, pull out your favorite podcast app. Oh, that's right. The green screen effect is working on my phone. Check that out. It's like magic. (coughs) Like, pardon me. Now, if you pull out your phone and look for the Modern Day Debate podcast app, or I should say the Modern Day Debate podcast on your favorite podcast app, you'll find us. We're on every single podcast podcast app. I'm dead serious. If you find a podcast app that we're not on, I will give you five bucks. I'm I'm serious. We're on virtually every podcast. So do want to encourage you hit that like button and check out the old podcast as we do appreciate your support. And, but I am excited for that, though, and do want to encourage you. I listen to Modern Day Debate podcast on the go sometimes because sometimes I don't get to hear, basically because my attention is split between the live chat as well as the, what is the word I'm looking for? Um, hold on, let me refocus. Uh, the live chat and the debate. So oftentimes for me, it's nice to be able to download it and listen to it after. And then you don't have to drain your 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 data either because if you're like me... I got I think I have like three or three or four gigs of uh high speed per per month, and so I don't like to use all my data when I don't have to. Nice reason for using the podcast. but wanna say whew, thanks for being with us, my dear friends. Thanks for all your support of the channel. I love you guys seriously. you make it fun. You guys are a blast. I always enjoy this. I enjoyed it tonight. and so let's see. Squeezel Diesel says the, the Discord link doesn't bring them to the modern day debate. I'm only saying this just so that you know. I, yeah, Diesel, I don't know what what's going on, but when I click it, it actually brings me like the, the modern day debate page. So I'm not sure why that is. Uh, that's weird. I don't understand. But I uh, there's maybe like something, isn't there usually I, I don't know Discord very well, but Isn't there usually like something you can like a number, like a Modern Day Debate hashtag 87946 that you can type into Discord that will, will bring, like pull it up, pull up the invite for people? I don't know. But thanks for your kind words, Abu, for your kind words saying good channel. Thanks for that. As well as Mr. Oberg says, James, you the man. Thank you for your encouragement. That seriously means a lot. And then the Shawfield Kid says, is YouTube considered a podcast platform? Uh, not quite. I, I, not the way we upload it, because it's only via. You could say it's only. You can get like YouTube audio, or I think you might be able to get it through there. I don't know. I don't think so. Uh, the only way you can listen to it on YouTube is like this video that you're clicked on right now. So, but want to say thanks everybody for your support. Chris Gammon, good to see you there. Chris, we were just sharing the the big news about the upcoming three day debate conference. In Dallas, as we are absolutely pumped, and I've got to run because it is getting whew, so late. I'm pooped, you guys. I got to run. I, I got to get some sleep. It's been a long day, but I want to say thanks, everybody. I love you guys. We'll be back tomorrow morning with another juicy debate, in particular, on whether or not Islam is dangerous. Oh, yeah. It's going to be juicy, my dear friends. So thank you, guys. I seriously do appreciate you. Thanks for all your support and love. Thanks for all of your encouragement. Seriously, it means more than you know. And you guys, I am pumped to see you tomorrow morning for that controversial and juicy debate on whether or not Islam is harmful. So thanks, everybody. Love you guys. Take care, and I'll see you next time. Isn't that amazing? Amazing. Beat up.